clothes in these streets. <laughs> no one. That's the point. <laughs> earlier this week when I texted you about RoboCop becoming the new KFC mm. spokesperson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is the most insane thing. Like, it seems like it would be in a sequel to Idiocracy or something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Where it oh would just God, be yeah. like just two random random things we're going to smash them together. Uh, but then lo and behold, to my shock and amazement, mm. that the Terminator is also a spokesperson now. Wait, so, is he really? Yeah. For KFC? So the Terminator... Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Not for KFC. No, oh, okay. For, I think it's owned by the same company, but the Terminator is actually going to be a spokesperson for the Olive Garden. He's going to uh, promote the children's menu. Yeah, as part of the Pasta La Vista baby uh, promo. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's that's really good. It's really good. Mm -hmm. It's really spot on. Like, at first yeah. I was like, what? And then I heard about the mm -hmm. promotion. I was like, oh, yeah. You want to fatten your kids up as quickly as possible. Just really, like, get them Absolutely. in there with the, uh, with the carbs, you know? Those babies mm -hmm. are trying to lift, you know? Carb up. <laughs> and you know, uh, toddlers, babies, kids in general, they love the Terminator. So, that's... <laughs> Absolutely. It's, we, we all remember the, uh, the uh, mid-90s uh, Terminator cartoon show. Exactly. Where he would shoot people with a bubble gun. And mm -hmm. uh, it was just, it was great. Very well done. Absolutely. I mean, I watched those movies when I was a kid, but I just, you know, I'm surprised. I didn't know that it was like such... Uh, held in such esteem for children still to this day. Mm -hmm. So that's really nice. Well, we all remember, you know, like back in the day, they had the, the Flintstones crossover with the Jetsons mm -hmm. back in the back in the day. And uh, like one of my favorite cartoon crossovers was when the Terminator crossed over with the Care Bears. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. They had to take down Slaughter Bear. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it, it turned out like one of the Care Bears had been a Terminator the whole time, right? The whole time. Wow. Yeah, it was insane. It kind of it like opened up the whole thing. It really did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really like opened up the, the mythos. And I, I'm mm -hmm. kind of wondering when they're going to do a like a, a feature film reboot of the Care Bears. Sure. Bring those back since nostalgia is coming back and everything, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, I would imagine they would have to keep that part of the continuity. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they should because they're making a new Terminator movie, and so they might as well like. I, and maybe they're secretly duping the Care Bears movie. It's gonna be like a crossover event. I'm, I'm... Is is this new Terminator <laughs> movie a backdoor Care Bear <laughs> movie reboot? Ooh, a backdoor Care Bear. That's weird. Um, yeah, but I think I th no title. <laughs> but I think so. I think uh, I think absolutely it is gonna be a backdoor reboot. And cinematic universes. I mean, everybody loves them. They're they're taking the world by storm. So. And they always succeed. Yeah. Always. Always. <laughs> There's never been an instance where it hasn't succeeded. You know, um, I just really want to see, like, the effects that we can use today. I want to see, like, the liquid metal version of a Care Bear. Like, that, that would fuck me up. You know, like, that sounds yeah. rad. So. It, because that, <laughs> that uh, Care Bear is also a T-1000? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But I don't yeah. know, like, I don't know how the plot's going to go, and that's what I'm kind of interested in. Um, 
because I don't know who they're going to try to kill. You know, like, wh- who are they sending back in time? Is it, like, still a John Connor? Is it, like, a Care Bear thing? Is it, like, are they going back to the 80s to, like, try to, like, not let the Care Bears start? Like, what is it? I don't know. So. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Could you imagine a world where you didn't have Care Bears? That sounds sad. Yeah. You, nobody wants to live in that universe. Exactly. Like, I personally, Care Bears aren't for me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I remember them from my youth, but... I refuse to live in a world where they did not exist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, I mean, I I grew up watching them a little bit. I don't really remember much. There was like a Care Bears movie or something uh, that I kind of remember a little bit of, but um, still like... Terminator (laughs) 2. That's right. Doug, we're talking about it, obviously. Sorry. Um, But, uh, you know, I I don't know, like, uh, even though I don't revisit it now, I don't have like a nostalgic feeling for them generally. I I do want them in the world, and and so it'd be a sad world if, if it Terminator Care Bearer was sent back in time to uh, to end that franchise. So, yeah, Beloved. I guess we're gonna just start a petition. That's the yep. only thing we can do. Send it to the White House. They don't have anything else going on. Clearly, build that wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but listen, uh, I I hope that they do well. I, I wish them success, and uh, I'm very excited for this new reboot. So, uh huh, should be good. Also. Legitimately, RoboCop is the new spokesperson for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> that's right. That's how we started this conversation, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and it looks fucked up, too. It's like he's dressed in, like, a wig <laughs> and stuff. I, I don't understand it. Super weird. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a bizarre choice, but I was like, man. When, when I saw the headline, I was like, man, please let this be real. Please let <laughs> yeah. there be a photo associated with it. And sure enough, there mm-hmm. was. So... I, I don't know. It might be, like, just weird enough. Like, I, I dig, like, weird stuff, weird commercials or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know. That's a really bizarre one. Especially because, like, they had the RoboCop reboot a few years ago that, like, was not successful. And now right. uh, I think it's Neil Blomkamp was trying to, like, reboot it again. And he's writing it for mm-hmm. Peter Weller to come back in that role. But I'm like, but they haven't done that yet. So it's not like it's a promotional thing for the movie. <laughs> like, they're literally just, like, KFC's like, you know who's popular? RoboCop. I guess. Like... <laughs> I, I'm living for the moment that we get to see RoboCop put his hand down to his right side, and instead of a gun popping out of his leg, it's a drumstick. He speaks it yes. up and it. I was hoping he'd go there. I can totally picture it. Now that sounds great. It's like all greasy. And it's like messed up in mechanism. It's like. What if their new promotion is chicken necks, and it's just like bent at the angle of a handgun or whatever? Oh, there you go. Man. Yeah. Sexy that, advertising. That way, that way, people in foreign countries like England, where you know there's not handguns mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. carried by everyone all the time, <laughs> uh, they can pretend like they, you know, have small dicks as well and uh, <laughs> just walk around with, <laughs> with these handgun chicken necks. I want to make sure our audience understands, especially for any of our international listeners, that uh, obviously we are American and everybody, including us, everybody that I know does carry a handgun at all times. Uh, all time. I, I have one yeah. in each hand right yeah. now, and, you know, it's hard to tap on my iPad and, <laughs> and, and coordinate, but we've got a system down. You know, we're 80-something episodes in. Mm-hmm. It's just part of who we are. What if you, like, you know, they have, like, those uh, styluses and stuff that, like, have the capacitive thing to, like, touch the iPad. Like, what if they had, like, they sold them for the ends of guns because everybody can't put them down. So it's, like, that way you can tap on it. (laughs) We should market that shit, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's the Wild West here. uh, It's the Wild West in America. And uh, it's, like, if anybody's seen... um, the like 90s Romeo and Juliet where like everybody's walking around with guns like that was that's basically a documentary 
uh, of America. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You have to like check them in to go certain places, like if you go into a club or whatever. But you know, it's cool because everybody's cool in there. And then like if you need it again, you can chase someone down on the street and shoot them. So. Well, also whenever you go to that club, you check in your guns, but they give you club assigned yeah. guns. <laughs> So they can Absolutely. track them. It's just for tracking purposes. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's it's kind of like, uh, if anybody's been to like laser tag and you go and like get a gun, but this is like an actual gun and it's like assigned right. to the thing and it has like a serial number there and, and whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, it's cool. I mean, and I, you do have to, you do have to put on a light up vest, uh, whenever exactly. you wear it. Yeah. So but, that's the unfortunate reality we're living in here. But, but you don't shoot for points. You shoot to kill. Right. Um, <laughs> Boy, this is taking a <laughs> hyper dark turn. <laughs> Man, I don't know how this, uh, how we got really into this type of conversation, but uh, yeah, we're here, and uh, I'd say we're doing it. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> is that good? <laughs> I am cringing at the idea of in between now and when this episode posts, there's been some like mass like shooting event. Uh, so hopefully yeah. that's that's not the case. Well, and uh, yeah, we're sorry. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we don't want to get too much into that, but there there probably will be legit because yeah. they happen like every few days. Uh, right. So uh, anyway, <laughs> real good start to this show. You can't, you can't shoot people with chicken necks. Is what we're, we're that's basically at. what we're saying. And that sounds yeah. better. That's a better world. Right. If everybody, if you replaced every gun with chicken necks, then but the care world. bears still exist. <laughs> yes, then that's right. the better world. We want to live in. <laughs> exactly. That's our point. Sucks to be a chicken. Uh, great for humans. <laughs> so you uh, you can send uh, your request to join our new political party. Let's talk about stuff. Political party where uh, chicken necks are guns and Care Bears uh-huh. are existing. Basically, uh-huh. that, that those are our stances. And uh, and listen, I think it's gonna take the world by storm, and that's where we're hoping. So, uh, mm-hmm. give us money. We'll we'll send it to uh, politicians to make that those dreams a reality. We have a very important lobby to start. So, <laughs> yes, please. It's been my dream for Any a long time. Any donations you can do. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, uh, we're doing it. Uh, welcome to the show. I am Stephen the Fast Fisher, and I'm Brent the Furious <gasps> Hibbard. Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Today, we are going to jump back into the Mad Dash world of Fast and Furious by watching mm. Fast and Furious uh, from 2009, <laughs> a.k.a. Fast Ampersand Furious. Yeah. And uh, I, I, this is probably like the third time I've seen this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time I remember watching this at the drive-in uh, here in Tulsa, and then oh, nice. uh, a second time like a few years back. But it was... Both times it was more or less disconnected from the other movies. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't watching them with a continuity in mind necessarily. Totally. Um, so this time, I mean, we're kind of watching these back to back to back to back. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm very excited to discuss yeah. this with you. Absolutely. Uh, I, I too had actually remembered as I was watching it this time, I remember that I had seen parts of this movie at least. But I am pretty sure that I had turned it off. And I, I think because, like I had said before, like I wasn't that into the sequels that came out. And then when this one brought them back, I, I, I don't know where or when I watched it, but uh, around the time mm-hmm. it came out, because um, certain scenes did seem familiar. But I was watching it without continuity in mind, and I really didn't care for it as a standalone movie at the time. But uh, spoiler alert, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I loved it as a direct sequel to the first movie, basically. If I can just skip two and three, honestly. And this is just like, I wish it had started like where they re refilmed the end of the first one and like showed it from a new angle. Right. And then it's like eight yeah. years later. I would have been like, yep, yeah. 
down for it. <laughs> awesome. Well, I won't uh, I won't spoil my my thoughts okay, on this. Cool. Um, we'll we'll save that for later in the show. But mm-hmm. you do have some stuff that you wanted to talk about before we get into that. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, just real quick, because um, uh, yep. we're recording this on Sunday morning. The Oscars are tonight, and obviously this uh, episode will be out Tuesday. But um, I did want to mention a few we, things. We are mm-hmm. real quick. We are both dressed up uh, currently. We're both wearing tuxedos yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and top hats. And two monocles. <laughs> well, you are wearing glasses. That yeah, that works. Two uh, monocles, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like Stephen. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the thing is, too, I didn't. I didn't uh, rent mine. I bought a tux for for tonight. I buy one every year. Um, so I have a whole like shelf, you know, like a, a thing in my closet just of tuxes from the Oscars. Um, not that oh, I yeah. go. Um, I sit in my own living room, but it's nice. Mm-hmm. And then every year you re-dye a brand new piece of carpet red so you can walk yep. down it, sit in your on your couch, mm-hmm. and then enjoy the telecast. Yeah, um, because the thing is everybody knows that um, tuxedos are really comfortable. And so it's like it's just nice to like put something on that, you know, you feel fancy, but it's kinda like sweatpants. That's what I would say. And then right. sit in my yeah. couch with my feet up. It's really nice. It's, uh, it's mm-hmm. better than sweatpants actually, so Right. Mm-hmm. And you do like halfway through you do do a costume change but then you yeah. change back to your original tux well i like to wear a dress sometimes too like i want both sides you know uh equal right. sexes and everything so uh, plus mm-hmm. everyone likes to feel pretty yeah absolutely <laughs> you know absolutely. and your makeup looks fantastic today, <laughs> thank you let me just say it's <laughs> hard to work around the beard it really is uh-huh. mm-hmm. it is yeah um, we've all been there where do you blend it you know like you don't want to cover mm-hmm. it up and i don't know it's like it's difficult but uh, that's why Brett and I are also starting a new uh, makeup YouTube channel called uh, mm-hmm. Makeup with the Beards, and uh-huh. uh, it's gonna it's gonna be good. I'm really excited to, to show it to the world. Right? Yeah. I mean, primarily for me, mm-hmm. I do a lot of stuff with like whipped cream mm-hmm. and like shaving cream uh, because that's really all I know how to do to like really just cake it on yeah. my mm-hmm. my facial hair. But I assume eventually. Mm-hmm within like the next three episodes i will be like a professional makeup artist like i'm yeah i'm really picking up on it yeah and it um what's cool too is i think it'll be a stepping stone for one of us to play jafar at some point so mm-hmm. um, obviously you brent thanks man we're gonna we're gonna whitewash this <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> that's right <laughs> well uh so back to oscar talk i just wanted to say uh yeah. i did watch Two of the, the best uh, best picture nominees, so I wanted to mention them briefly, like my thoughts on them. And uh, I okay. was curious if you had seen either of these yet. So I watched A Star Was Born, and then a few days later I watched Bohemian Rhapsody. I haven't seen anything but Black Panther okay. at this point. I, I was tempted to yeah. watch Roma because it's on Netflix, but I just never got around to it. Yeah, but, I, uh, yeah I'm, I'm just not that excited about it, honestly. I'm not yeah. a huge Alfonso Cuaron fan. So and also uh, you you don't even really like tomatoes so yeah why are you gonna watch a movie about it? You get me, Brent. You get yeah. me. Uh, I just I can't like carve out the time so far, right? You know to do that. Um, sure. uh, so I did want to mention uh, my my brother Danny and I are both huge Oscar fans, and I'd asked him his opinion on some of these movies because I'd forgotten what he'd said. So uh, he liked A Star Is Born, um, and he said. Um, Look, the, the performance is really good. He said that Bradley Cooper was shafted for the director uh, nomination. He did not get. Uh, this was like his directorial debut. I, I'm kind of back and forth on that. I didn't watch enough of the other ones to know if I think he deserves a slot in there or not. But uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Danny had said it was entertaining, uh, but it, it kind of lacks substance or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mentioned that because 
Danny and I are, are, are so into the Oscars and I like to get his opinion too and kind of share that uh, because he watched almost all of the Best Picture nominees so I was really kind of using his gauge of them a little bit um, to say you know what, what I thought or whatever so um, okay. Star is Born uh, I loved I thought it was great um, I definitely recommend it I thought Bradley Cooper okay. was, was really good in it Lady Gaga is very good in it um, Bradley Cooper surprised me with uh, his singing and I was really impressed that the performances were captured live so everything in the movie is a live recording, and uh, they were like at Coachella and stuff. And they said that they used like with Willy. the with the Tupac hologram. Yes, if I remember correctly. It, they yeah. didn't show that in the trailers, uh, but it was it's really well, good it's, in the movie. You want to save something for the and I'm and I'm right? glad they did. I'm glad they did. And I'm sorry if we ruined it here for anybody, but uh, oh spoilers. Yeah, yeah it's, it's okay. But Tupac shows up and it's. It totally changes the whole story. It's, it's pretty great. Sure, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they used, like, uh, Willie Nelson's band, I guess, so, like, before he was going to come on at different shows, and they would come out and, like, film scenes at different concerts or whatever. And so it's pretty cool. I thought the uh, direction was really good. Um, it's a very, like... Um, I know that Lady Gaga has talked a lot about this since then, but it, it touches, like, mil- mental health uh, and illness issues, and uh, it was very, like... Hard to watch movie, but very good. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I can't stop thinking about it since we watched it like four days ago or whatever. Um, wow. I listened to the soundtrack the next morning, like on the way to school, and I was like, I, I, it's really good. I'd been kind of avoiding the songs because I really wanted to hear them in, in the movie. I, I'd only heard a little bit of Shallow, which is the main song they got nominated for uh, Best Oscar. And I'm excited to see, I don't know if Lady Gaga's performing that or who is, but uh, I'm excited to see that at the Oscars tonight too. But uh, but anyway, the, the movie's really good, and uh, and I'm I'm glad that I that I now own it and stuff, and it's it's awesome. Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, I'm a huge fan of Queen. The music was great. As I said, Danny told me it's you know it's entertaining, but it's you know kind of shallow actually, I guess. Um, and uh, I had heard like mixed reviews about this one. It's weird. Like it got nominated for Best Picture, and I heard some people be like, it does not deserve that at all. Other people were like, it's so great, it's so fun. And uh, so I didn't know how it would fall. And uh, how it fall is I fucking hated it. Really? Wow. I, okay. I want that to be known to the world, Brent. That's but not, you still love mm, the director. <laughs> that's part of it, man. <laughs> so I, I uh, and it's it's so weird. So there's a new Elton John biopic coming out. I think it's called Rocket Man. And um, the director of that one, and that movie looks cool because it's like they go more like fantasy and stuff instead of just like a straight like artist biopic or whatever. They kind of like, what's it like in the mind of Elton John as he was going through his life and stuff? And that sounds really cool. They brought that director in to replace Brian Singer whenever he was uh, kicked off the set. Um, So that was interesting that I was like, oh, it's another biopic coming out. It looks better to me than this one did. Um, uh, I will say that um, it's not that it's a horrible movie. And I I think I'm probably in the minority to say that it's like awful and I hated it. And it's not even that it's um, that bad. It's that it is such wasted potential that it just pissed me off the further it went along. And also, it's 49 goddamn hours long. <laughs> it felt forever without telling me anything new about these characters, about these people, yeah. these real people. It's so weird. So uh, the music in it is good, but um, I had found out right before it that Remy Malik, who plays Freddie Mercury, doesn't sing uh, his own thing. And I don't know if they just pulled in Freddie Mercury's actual 
singing or I don't know if they have like another person or whatever, but like after seeing A Star Is Born and being like, not only are they singing, but they're doing it live, which is crazy to film. Um, yeah. Going to this one where it's all just like lip syncing, like, and he does it well, like you can't really tell. And it actually kind of sounds like Rami Malek, if he could sing, would sound like that. But knowing that he wasn't, that really kind of ruined it a little bit. Um, I would even say that like, while I agree that Rami Malek was good in the role, it was so, so poorly written to me that it was wasted on him and I didn't I can't really even say that he was that great because he didn't get a chance really to be that great um, yeah so it it was basically just a lot of wasted potential I, I would challenge anybody that likes this movie to really look back on it and say can you give me any more extra info about a particular song like where it came from um, basically like they kind of just go so quickly like I, I wanted to see like how does this band form they're like mm-hmm. they have their first album and like some of their main songs um, by like 20 minutes into the movie and they like just wow. gloss okay. over it and then it's like it's it's it, it touches on a lot of things that about his life and about their careers but um, it's like all of a sudden they'll just show up and like everybody's married they just all have wives and kids but like you never see the girls you never see them dating like they just like show up at different points and it just kind of keeps going showing different like viewpoints into their life without giving me any more info that I wanted. Essentially what I think I really want is a, uh, like a documentary I'd rather watch. Um, yeah. and then, uh, at the only like performance I really cared for because they chop up the songs a lot. They use it for editing and they like, they'll start to do a cool song and then they just like, cut it off and go to the next scene. And it's like, you kind of just want to let the music breathe because the music's amazing. You know, it's queen. Yeah. Uh, but at the end, uh, not like, I don't think it's a little spoiler or whatever. I had heard about this uh, Live Aid that Queen performed at, uh, which is like a huge concert, a uh, benefit concert in the 80s. Um, they do like a really big set piece there, and it was supposed to be like almost like a shot for shot, or like uh, Rami Malik basically does things precisely as Freddie Mercury like really did them. And it's pretty mm-hmm. cool, and it, and it does work. And Amanda and I both at the end, because she didn't really care for it either, not as, not as harshly as I didn't care for it, but. She didn't that much either, but um, when we got to the end, she was like, well, this is pretty cool. But then we just turned on the Live Aid concert on YouTube afterwards, and I was like, this 20-minute segment of just watching them was far better than the two and a half hours that I'll never get back watching that fucking movie. Like, I would rather <laughs> just put on Freddie Mercury and watch Queen, you know? like Yeah. Um, and then if I wanted more info, I would rather watch a documentary for it. So I, it, to me, it was just, it just pissed me off. It was, it was, uh wasted potential of what it could be and like I just didn't glean any more info about the songwriting process really or about their lives it was so surface level um and and I don't know I just like really just like didn't I just didn't care for it so I can't say it's a horrible movie I understand some people like it but to me I'm just like man it it makes me mad that because this was made we won't get another queen biopic for like 20 years probably because yeah. now that they've done one, like why would they do another one? And they had some good casting in it, um, like the the guys that that played the rest of the band and stuff. Really, there's uh, little Tim from Jurassic Park is in it. He's one of the band members. Didn't what? I know? Wow! It took me like half the movie to realize it was him because he has long hair and I he's he speaks <laughs> like he's British. And I was like, what's happening? Uh, yeah. But it was cool. Like they were all well cast, I thought, and uh, and it was just kind of a waste of potential. So, well, yeah, that that sucks and. I mean, kind of, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, because uh, the uh, the first director, uh, mm-hmm. from all the stuff we're, we're hearing about him, uh, I don't uh, <laughs> I don't wish him any goodwill, you know? Sure. But also, I know everybody who worked on the film um, was really, like, giving it their mm-hmm. all from what 
what I understand. And yeah. there's a lot of, it was like a toxic set to work on mm-hmm. also from my understanding. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I know some people who had gone to see it and they came back and they said, Oh yeah, man, you got to see it in the theater because it's like being at a concert. And I'm like, yeah, but like, is it, <laughs> is that it? It's just, it's loud. So yeah, it's, right. <laughs> I should see it because it's loud. Um, and I really didn't get a whole lot beyond that. And then also on, um, Fat Man Beyond, mm-hmm. um, Kevin Smith was talking to his co-host Mark Mer- uh, Bernardin, and uh, Mark was saying that the the movie was kind of just okay. Mm-hmm. Like there was, he likes some of the songs, but like otherwise, it wasn't really that compelling of a story, which is kind of what I would want to see. And and like you mentioned, it would be better to watch a documentary or something yeah. to that effect. You know, I mean, if if I'm gonna sit down and watch a movie about if it's not just like a concert film, then mm-hmm. I would much rather just get information like behind some of the songs or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. get some uh, behind the scenes, hot goss. Yeah. That, yeah. There was not a lot yeah. of hot goss in it. Yeah. You're right. Oh my God. Um, oh my God. They should, should have just like had like an hour of it be the queen behind the music on VH1. Yeah, right. That would, I, that that would be there. better. That would have been so much and better. Then, <laughs> and then do the, uh, the live aid concert and then, uh, yeah, call it good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I need to look and see. I'm sure there are documentaries about them out there. And uh, it made me interested. It was one of those that it was like, man, I really wish I would have learned something about Queen uh, in this movie. Yeah. And so it, it did spark that interest. Like, Amanda and I went and watched uh, YouTube videos of theirs. We watched, or we, like, we were reading about them online a little bit and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, we found so, some things out about him. Like, um, he was, I don't remember where he was born. He was born, like, Zanzibar. Um, to parents that were like fled their country, I can't remember where, but uh, I didn't I didn't know like anything about that, and like they like yeah. eventually made it their way to, to England, and um, some of that was interesting, but some of it I I don't know, like it was just wasted potential. So it's unfortunate, and uh, I, I yeah, again I, I know that some people might like it, but uh, to me I was just like I know like Amanda's parents loved it, they were like oh it's so much fun, and I'm like I get it, the music's good, Queen is awesome, but. Yeah. Uh, oh, I told. Okay, this is this is my perfect encapsulation of it too. Not just the uh, watching the Live Aid concert was better, but I was like the, the three minute scene or six minute scene in Wayne's World of them headbanging to Bohemian Rhapsody is a okay. far better movie in itself <laughs> than this entire movie. I think we'll go with a little Bohemian Rhapsody, gentlemen. Good call. I see a little silhouette of a man. He's got a moosh, got a moosh, will you do the fandango? Thunderbolts and lightning, very, very frightening. Galileo! Galileo! I would yeah. much rather watch that scene and be like, that was a better representation of the pop cultural impact of Queen on the world uh, than yeah. this entire movie showing what should have been, how did they become what they were. Uh, and it basically just showed them become that and you don't know why they're so good. They are just good. And it's like, yeah. you have to get good somewhere. <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you have to show me more than that. So anyway, I don't want to waste any more time on it, but, uh, especially cause it's one of those things like when it pisses me off, it's more, it's like, I can talk about it all day almost. That's unfortunate. But, uh, but yeah, it, it was not my favorite and I wish I would have been able to watch more of the best picture nominees, but I'm super stoked for the Oscars tonight. And, uh, I know a lot of people aren't, but, uh, I hope people tune in and uh again this will come out tuesday so who fucking cares but uh but i'll be excited <laughs> tonight so <laughs> well congratulations to the winners yeah, I guess. <laughs> to yeah. whomever has won 
Yeah, I, unless I, it's yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody, then uh, <sighs> fuck that. Maybe no. not for Stephen. <laughs> if that won Best Picture, I would lose it. I would lose it, Brett. It's not going to win. It, it, it's nominated. That's fine. It that makes me mad, but whatever. But if it if it won, I would be like, that's it. You would be so infuriated, you would not even put your top hat back in its <laughs> special case. You just set it on the floor gently. I would no, I would punch through it like a cartoon. Whoa! Yeah. Wow, way more violent than Listen. I was thinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. But as you did it, you would say "ta-da" as if it <laughs> yeah. were a magic trick. <laughs> well, I want to lighten the mood. There is, but no rabbit in here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd rather a puppy. If I could pull a puppy out of a top hat, that'd be cool. Oh wow. Yeah, I don't know why. I wonder why they don't do that hmm. instead of a, a rabbit. I guess so. You have a handle to like pull Ugh, a the, creature out the, with you know? the ears. You mean? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. unfortunate, though, right? That seems like it would hurt. That is, yeah. I don't want to be swung around by my ears. Ouch. Yeah. Not good. But I mean, maybe rabbits are freaks. Maybe they like it. You know? Oh, okay. They're like, ooh, pull yeah. my ears. Yeah. Oh, call me Thumper. <laughs> That would actually work. It's kind of dirty. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to jump into our uh, fast ampersand furious talk? Hail to the yes. Yes. This will be much more fun than Bohemian Rhapsody talk. <laughs> <laughs> Better movie, Bohemian Rhapsody or fast ampersand furious? Uh, hands down, fast ampersand furious. <laughs> Wait, I would much rather watch this any day, any day. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so um, we're going to get into spoilers probably uh fairly quickly but before we yeah. do that i uh, i do want to agree with you and say that i also love this movie yes um, i forgot how much i loved it yeah. as i was watching it because I, I forgot even what the basic story was the only thing i remembered was the the end with the uh the tunnels and everything but okay. um uh, I, I couldn't remember how they got there i didn't re- remember the main plot of this movie really this movie is a kind of resetting the pieces on the game board to bring Brian and Dom back together, but they have the continuity of the the first movie. And like you were saying, and that was one of the notes I wrote down, um, was going to be to ask you if you think you can just skip Too Fast, Too Furious, and Tokyo Drift and go directly from the first movie to this one. And uh, you had already said that you, you think that's yeah. probably a, a better plan. Yeah, to, I think, uh, I think so. <clears throat> the only thing I would say is that, like you said with those other two movies, it's the introduction of those characters. So Tyrese, Ludacris, and Han um, yeah. being introduced in those roles. And so I don't know how that plays off because Han is, is in the very beginning of this one. Um, mm-hmm. But other, even with that, it's like, it's kind of a nod. Like if I was thinking about it, if I didn't, if I hadn't seen Tokyo Drift, I would have been like, whatever, just another guy. That's fine. Uh, but yeah. you, you want that backstory, so I, I agree with that. Um, and then I don't know for the rest of it, like when <clears throat> Tyrese and Ludacris get brought back in, if, if it'll matter, you know, that you don't have the backstory, like if you had skipped it. But in my head, this is a direct sequel to the first one. It makes way yep. more sense that way. Like mm-hmm. uh, Brian has been reinstated in the FBI, and it makes sense that it's like they can just gloss over the eight years in between the movies and be like something yeah. happened and he got back there. But if you go back and be like, no, he was a uh, uh, a wanted street racer in Florida for a little while and then, and then got brought back in. Like it almost kind of makes sense. But at the end of Fast, Too Fast, Too Furious, he like walks away with Tyrese and they both stole a bunch of money from, yeah. you know, from and not giving it to the cops, or whatever. And they're just like, ha ha. And then be like, like for whatever that was like, you know, six years later or whatever. And it's like, oh, he's back in there and it's just fine. Like it didn't make as much sense to me. If I just skip it though, I'm like, it makes way more sense. So yeah. Yeah. You can go directly from the first one to the fourth one without even batting an eye. Really? Yeah. Like the movie will kind of tell you what may or may have not happened. You don't need to get 
real specific on it. It's just you know that they're both kind of back in their original roles for the most part. Brian's mm-hmm. now working for the FBI instead of being a cop, but he's still kind of the, the lawman in that situation. And uh, Dom Toretto is uh, back pulling jobs, you know? He's a, mm-hmm. he's a heist monger. He's back yeah. at it. Yeah. Dude, yeah. so I, I'll jump in, I guess, first to, like, the, the cast and crew and stuff, but uh, yeah, uh, you already made me think of uh, my first note. I'm very excited to talk about the heist and stuff okay. in this movie, so, awesome. uh, okay. so uh, that's cool. I'll jump in. Um, uh, so this was directed by Justin Lin, who, uh, what are we going back to? Um, ended up doing, uh, he did the last one. I didn't realize that. It says three through six that he directed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yep. crazy. This felt so different to me um, than three. Um, but yeah, interesting. So I knew that uh, four and five were directed by him. That's what I was trying to double check, but uh, that's he did a lot of those. Um, so this was uh, starring Vin Diesel, Paul Walker again, Michelle Rodriguez comes back, and Jervana Brewster. We got uh, Gal Gadot in this one, Wonder Woman. Super skinny. Uh, yep. Crazy skinny. I was like, she needs a sandwich. Um, <laughs> John Ortiz. Um, uh, who plays like one of the bad guys um, and I believe if I'm remembering right he is in that movie Peppermint that I like so much so it was weird to see him now that's right yeah and then go back and be like uh, like in that movie and he's like a cop in, in Peppermint and then go back and be like oh he's like one of the bad guys in this movie and that was interesting because <laughs> right, yeah. I didn't know him but uh, but yeah that's that's most of the cast I would say and uh, it was good to get people to kind of get the gang back together it was good to see everybody again um, you know when the sequels just kind of follow Brian for or the first one second one, whatever, and then uh, yeah. going in their whole different way for Tokyo Drift, so it was cool to see them all back together. Yeah, absolutely, and this is before Han's demise in mm-hmm. uh, Tokyo Drift, so this is a a prequel to uh, the, the third movie, um, which I often say, movie number four, third in the continuity. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I wonder, I, I think we talked about it a little bit, I guess, like, Han was just, like, a, a character they liked, so they brought him back. Like, I don't, it, was, it didn't seem like there was any other reason to make it, like, a prequel to 3. Like, they didn't, there was nothing else, like, tied to it, right? I think he was one of the fan favorite characters. Yeah. And they just decided to to bring him back. Plus, it was, um, you know, Justin Lin worked with him on Better Luck Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He put him in Tokyo Drift, and since he was directing this one, he was just like, hey, you know what? Yeah, uh, I like working with this guy. Let's bring him back. So yeah, I thought I I, I love Han. I think he's I know. one of my yeah. my favorite characters of the franchise. I was upset that he's only in like that first you know big scene or whatever. Um, yeah. I, I I thought you had mentioned that too the other week, but I, I really wanted more of him. I really liked him in, in three. He was the best part of three, the only good part yeah. maybe. And uh, yeah, and it was so I, I agree. Um, it makes me think there was a, a character on Veronica Mars. And they loved the actor so much. She played, like, a, a bit role. They loved him so much that they brought him back in the third season as, like, a major role. And they just, like, changed his hair. And so I'm like, man, couldn't they, give, <laughs> couldn't they just give that actor, like, a mustache and just, like, just keep him in there. He's fine. Like, he's, he's his name's, you know, Don. And it's Don. That's, that's hard. But uh, Han, whatever. Like, they're just trying to do yeah. something different, you know? His name's Hank. Just put a K on the end. Yeah. Uh, and just give him a mustache and call it a day. I would have been down for that. Because <laughs> I really liked oh, him boy. a lot. Yeah, same here, same here. So um, to kind of finish out the plot, as uh, Brian and Dom are trying to uh, reconnect, there's a death in the Fast and Furious family. Uh, We uh, see that uh, Letty is killed. Um, The FBI thinks that it was um, 
it was, or I, I guess it, it was reported as an accident, but uh, Dom does some investigating, which we'll get into, uh, and he susses out that it was murder, and he's out for revenge. Brian is out trying to um, run down this, this gang, and uh, their paths cross, and they try to take down this elusive Braga, mm-hmm. and uh, that's kind of where the uh, the movie takes us, or the uh, the, the overall plot of the mm-hmm. movie, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, do you want to just kind of go through yeah. through our notes and and uh, talk about? Got tons awesome. of notes. So let me just say that with the first three movies, I was so pumped to listen to these soundtracks because they're a varying quality. Just because my tastes have changed since the uh, the very first movie came back in two thousand one. Sure. Um, but it's still kind of fun and nostalgic to listen to. I uh, so I was really excited to listen to this one because it's more updated. It's you know mm-hmm. a, a scant ten years ago, which is yeah. insane that yeah. this movie came out. But uh, the the overall like sound of this movie was more more up to date. There there was enough time between the first movie and this one that the sound of that kind of hip hop uh, tone had changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and pulled up the soundtrack, started listening to it. Three songs in. I uh, I almost threw up all over myself. Uh, I I know this is something that we don't really talk about, um, and it's something I don't think you and I have ever talked about. But uh, I fucking hate Pitbull. I hate Pitbull. Okay. He's a musician. uh, He fucking drives me insane. Yeah. I just hate his music overall, and it's not that I overall hate reggaeton music or that that style of like Cuban Mm. hip hop flavor, but I just him specifically drives me fucking insane. Oh, I don't know why he's so popular. I don't know why he's <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. Dial it. No. I don't I don't like it. And most of the soundtrack is Pitbull. The first two songs on the huh. soundtrack, uh, the first one is by Rai Rai. I don't know who that is, but I like that opening song. And then the next one is by Buster Rhymes, whom I mm. like quite a bit. Uh, and then we get to Pitbull for the next 482 Uh-oh. tracks. And uh, not having it. Not, you know. not having it. <laughs> I've never had such strong feelings about Pitbull, but it's because I just don't think about him very much. I've never really cared for his music or oh, his my personality. God, what a so. paradise! What a paradise <laughs> you're living in. You don't have to think about Pitbull. So I'm on board with you, though. I back you up, man. Yeah. Okay, now I hate you. him too. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody put a muzzle on this Pitbull. <laughs> oh damn! Yeah, Brent that's said right. It. I went there. I went there. Uh, so uh, the I, I started listening to the the soundtrack when I was driving yesterday around town. I got to a Pitbull song, skipped it, went to a next one. It was also a Pitbull song. I was just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so uh, I started to listen to something something different. But I uh, didn't get to go as in depth on this soundtrack as I would have liked to. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, the first couple of songs are okay. Uh, the beginning of this episode is one, right up. and then uh, we'll end with a different one, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, not but yeah, that's that's kind of my thoughts on the the soundtrack itself. But mm-hmm. overall, the music of this movie was um was really good i thought mm-hmm. um, yeah I, I don't know if it was still scored by brian taylor or not yeah um he he did uh the first three movies at least yeah but uh, it is brian tyler mm-hmm. tyler okay yep uh oh he's okay so um it's uh his uh brian taylor's cousin uh, is doing this one. uh <laughs> he did the music it's for impossible uh, that i flubbed it <laughs> he did the music for uh, avengers age of ultron and for iron man 3 that's interesting okay cool yeah yeah Actually, you know what? Now that you mention that, this is the first movie that's come out with the MCU running concurrently. Oh, yeah. Like, right there, too. 
yeah, I don't know why that was significant or why I bothered to say that. It just well, clicked in my brain. So <laughs> there's is, that information. This is good. I had this idea recently. Uh, it, it, it doesn't matter maybe as much like just 10 years ago, but that's an interesting mm-hmm. point because I think that like pop culture context is important sometimes, like mm-hmm. references in movies, uh, especially like older things, whatever. But it's also like to, to understand like what did this come around, you know, like uh, – what what else came out around it? What was influencing these movies or whatever, like making them more bombastic or actiony or whatever? Like in a world where we had Iron Man and and Incredible Hulk, and we were like gearing up for all this stuff that became what this huge MCU thing, whatever. It is interesting. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's kind of what propelled this to become the huge series that it was as well. They were, if not competing, they were inspired. You know, maybe right. Uh, so I yeah. think that's interesting. Yeah, um, and plus. It's our show, so fuck it. We can talk about whatever we want. Uh, <laughs> but point. I did want to say yeah. I uh, I didn't even really notice when you mentioned this soundtrack. I was like, I don't remember any songs in these because I'm not a huge mm-hmm. hip-hop fan, so I don't really yeah. pay much attention to any of the music. I, I, I probably wouldn't go listen to the soundtracks afterwards, but I did um, think about the score itself because it was so important to the tone of the movie, which I mm-hmm. thought was very important in this movie because it felt like a proper, again, sequel to the first one, where they had those like somber moments that I feel like the second one especially just feels like almost like a made for TV, like Florida version (laughs) of the California movie that it was. Right. right? And then the third one's like its own thing and they had some somber moments, but I didn't care about the main character. And so whatever, you know? Um, and and it was like sad when like Han died basically, but other than that, there wasn't Mm -hmm. like a whole lot of emotion. And I feel like this one brought that, that groundedness back to it that I, you feel for these people and their, their, their family and like their struggles or whatever. And uh, there was, like, certain moments where, you know, Dom is dealing with Letty's death and, like, his kind of revenge plot. But he's very, like, calm and, you know, meticulous about his his plan or whatever. And, like, uh, when he, like, opens Letty's box and stuff and, like, looking through her old stuff or whatever, it's, like, the music played a good role in that. And, like, taking that tone back mm-hmm. where I think the, the series needed to go back to. So it was, it was, it was good. I liked it. Yeah. Hey, can we uh, travel back to Tokyo Drift real quick? Uh, something I, I forgot to mention on that episode when uh, Daniel was on, but... Uh, I thought it was so weird that the music, um, well, actually, the 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 movie itself obviously takes place in Tokyo, but on the um, digital version I've got, it comes with a music video, but it's like a reggaeton like artist is yeah. playing. And so like, why? Why wouldn't why wouldn't you have like somebody like? I think that song was in the movie somewhere, but it wasn't like the main. Mm song or whatever mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know it's weird like it seems like something that would have been in like too fast too furious with that, sure like, yeah florida like flavoring right but uh yeah it was, it was strange <laughs> Not to include on, <laughs> maybe they had it like left over from the, the yeah. too fast too furious soundtrack or something yeah there was a song i don't remember mentioned it too they might be that same one though there's a song that like when the credits start at the end of uh tokyo drift it's like a spanish song like it's like yeah, spanish it's that lyrics is that yeah is. and i was like what yeah. is happening why <laughs> like sure you can do whatever you can cross over cultures that's fine but like it just doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah know? it's not like they it would have made sense if they had like a, a cuban guy that was like one of the main characters sure, and he was yeah. always listening to that music or whatever but you're in tokyo you've yeah got plenty of like asian tinged <laughs> music in the movie it's yeah it's a, it's a weird weird ending thing there. yeah absolutely i'm with you yeah but um, yeah, getting back to uh, Fast and Furious. Um, so the the movie it starts with a heist, which I think yes. is a fantastic way to start any movie. Yeah, let's just make all movies heist movies. That Care Bear reboot. Yep, starts with a oh, heist. Fuck yes, <laughs> hell yeah. So uh, this movie they're trying to steal um, gasoline, I believe, or some type As of as you do. 
Uh, some, something from a tanker. It's like a, on a, a it's like four tankers deep or something. Yes, like it's that. like it's a caterpillar. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you guys should have just like robbed a train or something like that. Yeah, I mean that's a, I was, that's a, <laughs> a lot of stuff to haul. I was like, how can he turn ever anywhere? Like <laughs> yeah. this doesn't make any sense. Which is the beauty of this film <laughs> franchise, right? That it's yeah, just like yeah, absolutely crazy and doesn't make any sense. But it's like it's fun, man. Right, yeah. right. But I love that they started with that. Yes, definitely. Uh, it's just so so exciting to watch, and it just like kind of thrusts you right into it. You you can see what the characters are trying to accomplish right mm-hmm. away. There's not a whole lot of dialogue in this part because it is a big like action set piece, but um, it's just very clear that they're getting back to basics of yeah. of what it is. So it's you know Dom was doing heists uh, with Letty in the first movie. They're back mm-hmm. at it, just a little bit different. Some new characters in there. And uh, they're not stealing uh, smart water at this time. <laughs> Absolutely. It was cool, but though. But still liquid. <laughs> it was cool, though, because I was, like, again, it was like, a th- it's like they were trying to reset the pieces, like you said, on, on the board, that it was like uh, the whole first movie is about them committing these heists all the time. And it was like, yeah, we're, we're like back into that. And it was like, this is exactly what needs to happen. It, it's a right. much better trajectory of this franchise and like what they should be doing than the other movies were whereas like the third one's like really just about racing uh to race or whatever and the other ones have more these have more stakes in them that way which i which i dig uh but yeah Mm -hmm. i loved it i i do want to say i remember when i first watched this thinking that scene was so stupid because i was like why would this truck be this long they're like they like swing their trucks around and like slam this thing down to like stop them and it just it's all like so crazy and i remember like the time i didn't care for these this franchise and stuff and so i was like this is just stupid but now mm-hmm. I was like, nope, it's fun. And then seeing Han like drift in a truck basically to like flip around, I was like, yeah, use those skills, buddy. It was, <laughs> it was, it's just fucking fun, you know. So plus, I'm willing to buy the vehicles in this movie can go at whatever top speed you want in reverse mm-hmm. because these people are big gearheads. They love altering cars, you know, adding NOS to it yeah. and whatnot, e- ejector seats in, in uh, the, sure. <laughs> the second movie. <laughs> but um, I'm willing to believe that they removed whatever limiter was on, you know, the reverse on their vehicles mm-hmm. to be able to drive uh, 312 miles in reverse <laughs> in a giant-ass truck, you know. I, I, I'm willing to dis, uh, s- suspend my disbelief for that. Yeah. Um, and I, I and on this one, too, like, since they're, you know, they know that they're going to be in reverse for this specifically. Like that totally makes mm-hmm. sense on this one. Uh, yeah. cause we've talked about this a lot in the series, but this one, it's like, they were planning for it. I'm sure. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, that's, that's how that works. Absolutely. Yep. Um, I did yeah. want to mention the, uh, the truck driver who, uh, has an, a pet iguana next to him, which I, I'm totally down of for. Course. Uh, but he is who eats chocolate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. He is full on reading a magazine on his steering wheel <laughs> right, yeah. as, as he's driving. And I was like, I, I hope this doesn't happen, but it probably, probably does. Um, but also, I just want to mention again, I, I think I mentioned this before, um, again, these movies are crazy, and they like to do these high-speed heists of trucks in, mm-hmm. in movement, and I know that the truck drivers have guns, and that's part of it, that they, like, they wouldn't just stop or whatever, but like, I do think it'd probably be a lot easier just to make them stop and then steal shit yeah. from them. They really like go out of their way to make it as complicated as possible <laughs> to steal this shit from them. You know, like it's kind of funny that yeah. they don't just like pull in front of him and just like stop. So he can't go anywhere or whatever. Like it, it's kind of comical to me. You'd think that they would have a, a better plan in place where they have uh, somebody with a truck brings a, uh, uh, a large like 
tree trunk and just like puts it in the road. And then like there you go. maybe there's a vehicle in front of it, just like, ah, shoot, how am I going to get around this? And then like yep. the, the truck slowly pulls up and the guy gets out holding his uh, pet iguana, uh, yep. Enrico, mm. and uh, is like, hey, what's going on here? And then they just, oh, here's some guns. We're going to uh, steal your shit. Not, <laughs> yeah. Here's some uh, chicken necks and <laughs> yeah. uh, go cluck yourself. Oh. Uh, we're, we're, t- <laughs> we're taking these, uh, these gas tanks yep. from you. Absolutely. So. I mean, like, it just seems a lot simpler to me. Like, I'm like, if you mm-hmm. guys are really good at planning this, you'd put a tree mm-hmm. trunk in the road. You're right. Hey, uh, Stephen, mm-hmm. uh, whenever we're done with recording, uh, <laughs> st- stay on Skype yeah. because uh, I have some stuff I want to talk to you about. <laughs> a whole new series. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, along for the ride on the, uh, the opening heist is... Uh, uh, Dom and Letty, of course, and then uh, we've got Han, like you said, who has returned. Uh, we've also got a girlfriend for him uh, named Kara, and then we have um, uh, Tigo and Rico, who are recurring members uh, later in the series. Oh, okay. So, um, but I like that they they only speak in Spanish to each other, mm-hmm. but everyone talks all together on their like radios or whatever. Um, they only speak in Spanish, but everybody else speaks English, but they all understand each other yep. easily. No issue. They just refuse to speak the other people's <laughs> language, except for the time that uh, shit goes haywire and uh, Dom drives up next to mm-hmm. uh, Tico and Rico and starts yelling Spanish at them. I was like, this this is the one time where you're going to use your brain power to like yeah. convert English <laughs> to Spanish. Like this is the this is the the point at which that happens. Well, mm-hmm. I went with yeah, it. It is. What yeah. It is. Yeah, okay. Uh, I figured um, it, it makes for a faster action scene, and uh, yeah. you clearly know these gentlemen are Hispanic, and mm-hmm. and that's cool. Uh, we can, you know, you just, like, move on with it, and, uh, yeah, so I, I dug all of it. Awesome. So at the end of the... End of the road, uh, they... <laughs> I don't know why I was groaning at that one, but uh, I was delighted by my pasta libista baby joke earlier. Oh, my God. But uh, literally at the end of the road on this one, um, Dom and Letty are uh, kind of between a, a cliff and then the uh, one of the, what is it, like the, the truck itself is, is tumbling or one of the Yeah, the like tankers? one part of it, yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's kind of tumbling at them, and it's one of the things that this series does pretty well, even though it's like super ridiculous. It does... Mm-hmm put the characters in a spot where it's like, well, how can they possibly get out of this? You know they will because yeah. it's the beginning of this movie. Uh, it would suck if that just, like, died. It's just, like, credits. And that's, like, <laughs> that's how we get you. Um, but, yeah, so Dom and Letty have to, like, essentially kind of drift under the the tanker as it's mm-hmm. flying overhead. And it's, uh, man, it's a lot of spectacle, but it's also just so much fun to yep. uh, to watch. They do, uh, that, was, that was the first of many cars going under other cars or, or obstacles in this movie uh-huh. um, that I was like, I was a big fan of. I was like, there, there's this is like their new shtick, at least in this film. I'm not sure about the rest of them, but I was like, oh, cool. Like the new thing is like they all get away under other cars. Like Brian yeah. does it later on. There's like two or three of them in this movie uh, times that that happens. And that one's pretty cool. Like Dom is like flooring it, but he's like about, he's like still like not going anywhere. And uh, Letty's just like, Dom, Dom. And he's just yeah. like, fucking punch it you know uh-huh. goes into that motherfucker it explodes off the cliff and he was like yeah fast and furious bitch it was like a good start <laughs> to this movie and then letty's like what'd you what'd you call me 
and he's like, Dump, I'm sorry. Dump. What did you call me? <laughs> I'm sorry. Say it again. Say it again. And then, so the next scene, Dom has a black eye. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was a He's subplot? Like, I just got so excited. I'm sorry. I, I wasn't directing the bitch at you. I was just, you know, it, as a coquillism, I was just, as a, you know what? I'm just going to walk away. Here's some money. <laughs> what if that's why he left? She was beating him. It, it could be, likely. Like, she was beating him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a whole different, whole different Hans, like, aspect to it, right? Hans like Dom. What happened? He's like, uh, uh, fell down some stairs. Yo, oh, it's so sad. See, that's the thing. It just yeah, they really yeah. ground this movie in some real, re- like harsh reality. So, domestic abuse is mm-hmm. uh, nothing to be laughed at. So I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing right after you say that. Uh, whenever, <laughs> uh, whenever my wife and I got married um, years and years ago, the the pastor that married us um, at the church that I went to at the time, um, he had us both step out of the room separately. And, uh, mm-hmm. he asked us if there was like any issues in our relationship. And, um, so that like, it would be like a safe space. Like if we wanted to like say anything to someone, like they, he could reach out or whatever. It was a, a nice thing, but it, it shocked me so much. I got in the room alone and he was like, I just want to make sure that, uh, Amanda doesn't beat you. And I just laughed <laughs> and I, it was so like, and I was like, Oh, like it totally makes sense. Like, and that can happen. Like that does happen. Right. Uh, either, yeah. either way. But, um, it just seemed to me at the time, like, especially I was really young. Like I, I was like, no women don't beat men. Like, and, and to think of Amanda doing that, she's such a sweet person. Like I was, I just made me laugh. And my pastor was stone cold. Like his face was just like, I'm serious. And I was just like, I just stopped laughing. And I was like, uh, nope. And he was like, all right, bring it back in. So weird. Just sort of throw that little anecdote out there. How bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But that was your chance. And uh, now you regret uh, hiding yep. the truth all these years. I fall down a lot of stairs. And this is, uh, this is the real reason why we're uh, doing the makeup YouTube show oh. uh, to, uh, for men to cover up their scars yep. uh, caused by their tiny wives. I'm just glad she mostly, she knows... I have a beard, so she mostly just does things to my beard area, so the bruises don't mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. This is we should not be joking about this, but <laughs> after after she hit you, she's like, and people will never know <gasps> because your beard hides your shame. <laughs> <laughs> Even hearing you whisper those words again just gives me a shiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to. talk It was about an uncomfortable it. laugh. I don't want to yeah. talk about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So. Um, Anyway, so back to the movie. Yeah. Uh, later on, uh, we do have. Um, oh wait, actually, you know what? It's. Uh, I think it's shortly thereafter. Yeah, because mm. they they pull the heist, they get the the tankers, they make money off of it somehow. I guess they sell it to someone. I don't know. I'm Makes unclear no on the, the whole situation. But you know, <laughs> you don't do a lot of thinking while watching these they, movies. You're just like, oh, okay, they're celebrating because they have what? Coronas, of course. Oh yeah, absolutely. They. They they show the the women's uh, and scantily clad clothing, of course, um, with all the different cars around. But I was like, you know, at one of those gas parties you have, they literally just have the <laughs> tankers sitting there, and it just shows scene after scene of short skirts intercut with people pumping gas into cars. <laughs> that that was the scene, <laughs> and then they just plop down a whole like stacks of cash, and it's like, where did that come from? Like you, yeah. you're just giving. It just seems like you're just giving gas away to your car friends right now. Like who paid for this? This makes no sense at all. I was kind of expecting a Zoolander-type scene where they're just, like, spraying gas on themselves and everything, (laughs) lifting it up, you know? Like champagne. They're like, ooh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. But, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, Han, in that scene, he, uh, Dom is talking to him, and 
uh, he says, okay, so this is it. You're, you're done. You're good to go. And Han goes, uh, well, I hear they're doing some crazy shit in Tokyo. Looks directly at the camera. <laughs> it just says the word wink. It doesn't actually wink. He just says the word wink. Yeah. And then he, uh, he uh, roadrunners away. There's like a, a, a cloud shaped like mm-hmm. Han there. And he goes, meep, meep. And then he, he runs off. That's what I and, saw. Uh, never to be seen from again. Or will he be? Will he be seen again? <laughs> Yeah, like, because you had mentioned in the last episode that we talked about these, uh, about how they, like, put that in a few times that he, like, mentions Tokyo or whatever. So I was uh, like, yeah, but this is, like, leading into that. But he's, like, he's not going right now, right? Like, or he comes yeah. back. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but, like, I know a little bit what's going to happen. So. Yeah. It's one I'm of the, uh, the fun little, like, call outs because at this point, I don't think they knew it was going to be, like, such a juggernaut, mm. like, blockbuster franchise. Yeah. I think they were just trying to get, like, back to... Or maybe do like another Fast and Furious movie that was a little closer to the mm. original in tone. Um, but I mean, with Fast Five, I think with Fast and Furious, it did so well that with Fast Five, they were like, okay, let's let's make it a, a, a essentially a, a shared universe mm-hmm. of characters, and that's when they they kind of built up from there. But yeah, that's um, cool. But yeah, so uh, we also see that Dom uh, he wants to. I'm still kind of not sure why he <laughs> decides to leave Letty and uh, leave a stack of money there. I think he's just like, I don't want you to be caught up in this life or something to that effect. Yeah. But it seems like they had enough money they could have just like not done that anymore. I know. So, well, that, they always have one know. last score, right? Yeah. So um, anyway, we'll we'll cut back to, uh, I believe it's California, I would assume, mm-hmm. uh, where Brian is chasing somebody down. And I put a note here that Brian is running in a full suit. Yes. Just a full-on suit, which is insane. Like, I can't imagine that breathes very well. Or I don't know why. Well. Yeah. It, it seems like as an FBI agent, I'm sure they probably have to chase some people. But if they do, wouldn't there be like a larger squad of people? This seems like yeah. a very like cop cop thing to do. It did. Well, yeah. he's a rogue kind of guy. Like, he does his own thing. Maybe he was following a suspect you shouldn't have been following or something. I don't know. Like, he kind of just like, starts running, right? Like, they're just running from the beginning of that scene or whatever. It's not like he's, like, stops him uh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, I had that same thought. Um, all I can say is uh, he likes he likes suits. He likes tuxedos. He gets the comfort level of them. You know, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you, you understand where he's coming I, from. I kind of get it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, yeah, he eventually chases this guy down, and uh, they, they go up <laughs> a couple stories in an apartment, and then... Brian like grabs him and they like end up jumping through a window onto a car. Yeah. And this is where the franchise kind of establishes that they are mostly invincible yeah. human beings. These people are immortal mm-hmm. and very rarely do they ever feel or react to pain. Yeah. They have no bruises ever. No. Uh, except for Dom's eye. Um, because he talked back. But it's back. covered up with makeup, so yep. they, they really don't focus it's all on good. it too much. Yeah, but yeah, uh-huh. they absolutely, uh, <laughs> it does start, it's like, because they drop, like, it's pretty, you said it's like three stories or whatever, it's like pretty significant. Yeah, onto a car. Onto a car, like, If it went to a dumpster filled with, like, cardboard boxes, eh, okay. Yeah. But, like, onto a car, and it's onto the windshield specifically. Yeah. So, well, and it's yeah. like, the other guy, by all accounts, should be dead. Um, not only did he fall onto a car, he has another like 200 pound dude on top of him driving him into the car, you know, like yeah. he's getting it from, from both ends. Uh, yeah. can't avoid it. And, uh, 
But then he's just like, Brian's like, give me the name. And he's like, I can still talk and I am only slightly bloody. It is fine. Yeah. But, you know, like. The, the guy, he, his reaction to it is like, okay. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. Almost like, he's like, fine, you got me. It was also funny, like, at the end of that, because it just starts and it's like he's running and you don't know what's happening. And then Brian's like, give me a name. And he's like, it's this. And uh, is that where they, like, the name Braga? Is that where that starts? Is that no, what he I says? Think, or is uh, it was name? like uh, like David Park. Oh, like, that's right. Yeah. looking for a guy named uh, David Park or something. Yeah, Park. I mean, that's Jurassic, right. Jurassic Park. Ja- that's what it is. Samson. Yeah, the Lost Kingdom. Way off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of that, I was like, oh, you did all of this for a name? And then, like, it it doesn't even show him, like, book that guy. Like, by all accounts, Brian just walked away after that and was yeah. like, thanks for the name. Bye. And, like, left yeah. him in that broken down car. Like, you know, whatever. Uh, I mean, it's very possible that Brian yep. just snapped his neck and left him Ooh. there. Wow. Yeah. There's a whole lot, like a dark sub-level to this that we didn't, we don't mm-hmm. talk about a lot, but that's, that's the start of it. Well, look, Brian is more than willing to commit crimes. Like you said, at the end of Too Fast, Too Furious, he steals a shitload of money. Not like all of it in, I guess in, yeah. in comparison to the eight duffel bags that are stolen, yeah. but they did steal a, <laughs> a felony amount of money yeah. at the end of yeah. that movie. So, you know, wh- where does it stop? Maybe he got a taste for it. Oh. He's out. He's out uh, as a, his own personal um, vigilante. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Again, nothing will stop the O'Connor. There's there's a superhero aspect to this series, whatever. So he's maybe mm-hmm. the Batman, I guess. Uh, well, mm. I, I do have some theories as to okay. who would be the Batman in oh. this, this film franchise. And um, so after uh, Brian gets that information, he goes back to the FBI. We get kind of introduced to his uh, surrounding cast of characters there. Um, and then after that, uh, Dom gets a phone call and he hears about Letty dying. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, <laughs> it's, it's weird that uh, uh, they had them split up just for them to bring him back to, um, to California, I guess, where, where she's to be buried. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of when I uh, was talking about Deadpool 2, Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, women being fridged, which is essentially being killed off or put in a precarious situation to uh-huh. uh, fuel the male characters to uh, to action. Uh, this does that to the highest level. Uh, <laughs> you have the, yeah. the the girlfriend of the the main character die, and that fuels Vin Diesel. But my my confusion on this is like, well, why not just keep them together if she's going to die a mere 10 minutes later into this film, mm-hmm. you know? It's yeah. Out, like if they were split up a little bit, maybe he's just like, oh, well, you know, I got this new chick, so. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> she, it's there, fine. There's a risk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I think just, they're trying to like add a little bit to it, to the little to yeah. the story, to the mythos or whatever, being like they were together and then he tried to like get her out of it and then she died anyway and then whatever mm-hmm. um and i don't know like it's hard like i i agree that like that can be a, a bad trope that's being used a lot um but at the same time like i didn't mind deadpool 2 with that because it's it does propel the story forward like maybe i don't i don't know like it's hard like i don't like it but i don't it's also like well it's a fine plot point to me like it that can happen um when you find out more throughout the story that Letty was involved with, I think it would have been maybe better to show like, it, it's a good reveal later on that she was like kind of involved with Brian mm-hmm. getting, trying to get this, this Braga guy down or whatever and, and doing it for yeah. Dom. Like you find out more later, I guess, but, um, have you seen more of that? And she would have been, had a bigger role. It probably would have been nicer, I guess. But, uh, yeah. but at the same time, I'm like, I kind of like that 
she was gone, so that it brought him back, and it kind of fuels the whole story. It's like a whole revenge thing for him. You know, yeah. why? Like, Brian makes sense. He's an FBI agent. He wants to bring this guy down. But, like, why would Dom ever be involved with that? And it kind of brings him in there. So, I don't know. I'll go back and forth on it. Okay. Um, now, this is the part where <laughs> where Dom and um, his sister, uh, what is her name? Mia. They mm-hmm. they reconnect at this point. And Mia says, uh, or indicates to Dom that, um, no, I guess she doesn't mention it. He says, I want to see the... the uh, yes. The crash the site. spot where, yeah, the crash site where uh-huh. she was killed. And that's where Dom, <laughs> and I ha- actually have this as a note, I, Dominic Toretto is Batman in this movie. Okay. This is where he becomes Batman, and I'll tell you why. Mm. So he figures out Letty was murdered by touching some powder on the ground, and in his mind, when he's replaying this death sequence, <laughs> he visualizes <laughs> the... The whole thing. The, the man, like, the whole thing. And also, he has the basic, like, shape of the person yeah. who <laughs> killed her. Like, you're so by right. the time you see this character, like, show up in the movie, you're like, oh, it's him. He, you can, yeah. like, point at your TV screen. I spent the next hour and a half just pointing directly at my TV screen <laughs> at Phoenix because yeah. he's the one who, who killed her. Like, it was him because we saw him. He was mostly in silhouette. Yeah. There was some, like, rim lighting on him, but... It was clearly him yeah, who did his it. Shape. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And um also Dom throughout this movie harshly interrogates multiple people. Oh, like he yeah. hangs one guy out a window, just like Batman. Uh-huh. And then he, <laughs> he uh interrogates this one mechanic who he talks shit to this massive beast of a man, then slides back under the vehicle after talking shit <laughs> to him about his sister. <laughs> and it's just like, ah, oh, this will probably be okay. Yeah. And Dom rips him out from underneath the car, picks him up and like throws him on the hood of another car and lets an engine drop. And he's holding the engine with his non Dom in at hand. I don't know why I decided <laughs> to do that. Um, and uh, this engine is like, just like barely touching this guy's yeah. face. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy. He, he is full on Batman. Also, bullets have no effect on him as if he's wearing some type of Kevlar plated armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, later in the movie, he gets shot and he has zero reaction to it. <laughs> yeah. um, there is a like blood trail that, that Brian follows him to, but Dom is otherwise, he's not wincing in pain, just standing up like fully upright, no issues, uh, still has his jacket on just no, no problem at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, later his sister tries to patch him up but we don't even get to see that because you don't want to see his sister like put a needle through his skin and see him wince they're just like nah forget that no invincible human absolutely i'm i'm totally on board with this theory um i've even i'm thinking about more of it now and it's like that scene where he holds the guy outside the window brian Mm -hmm. finds him there and dom drops the guy and somehow the guy catches on to something hanging there and like brian is able to get him up and then brian looks back and dom is gone he disappeared Like the Cape Crusader, mm-hmm. so it's, yeah. it all fits. Yeah. It's pretty good. I didn't like because mm-hmm. that scene was kind of goofy to me because I was like, "How does he just like drop this guy and like leave and like whatever?" Like it was kind of silly. But now I'm like, "No, it makes sense." If that would happen in the Batman movie, I'd be like, "Yeah, Batman can fucking do that." So mm-hmm. I'm totally on board with that. Uh, I also made a note with all caps, ha 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 ha, that Dom goes to the crash site, bends down, inspects something. And it's like, there's a burn mark that could only come from nitrometh, and only one guy in L.A. does it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's like all this info about it. It reminded me of this scene that I loved. Uh, Conan used to do on his show, used to do the uh, Chuck Norris lever 
or whatever, and there was a scene <laughs> they used to play where Chuck Norris is like clearly like at a, at a field that had a plane crash, and he like bends down and smells the ground, and he's like, "A plane crashed here," and I, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the funniest fucking thing. And I was like, with this, I was like, I didn't even think about him like visualizing all that shit that happened, but it was just so funny that like. Basically, he is the prime detective of all of the detectives. They've seen this crash site. Someone did inspect what happened to her there, and he's the only one that saw this clear yellow powder in the middle of the street, right? Like, and, nobody and else Newton mentions sold it. it. Yeah, exactly. Right. He's been out of the country yeah. for years at this point. Yeah, at least eight, know. right? Like, maybe at the time, that was the only person who sold it. Yeah. But what if he goes and interrogates that guy? He's like, yeah, I'm one of like 83 other people yeah. that sell this thing. Like, it's a very common thing that yeah. people sell. Um, now, I don't know if it's something that's supposed to be illegal or, or what. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just, uh, who knows? It sounds bad. Like, Nitrometh sounds bad, but I don't know what yeah. it is. Man. Uh, the uh, on, on some of that. <laughs> The uh, engine scene, though, when he's about to drop that on the guy, I thought was really also it makes sense now that he's Batman because he drops that fucking thing and just grabs the chain as it's falling. And I'm like, that thing's mm-hmm. fucking heavy. Like, yeah. you can't just like reach out and like stop it or whatever. Like mm-hmm. those those little I can't remember to call like the little uh, engine. Like uh, my dad's calls me a, a cherry picker. It's like a little crane thing to yeah. like, hold the engine or whatever. Um, those things are there, there to hold that fucking thing. It's it's fucking heavy. And like. When that happened too, I, I went with it and I was like, I'm on board at the scene is awesome. But I was like, that makes no sense. That would just, that should have just splattered that guy's head. That would have been like a, right. a lot different thing. And like just blood splatters out, you know, like, and Dom's yeah. like, ah, oh, shit, I didn't get my info. You know, I don't know. <laughs> they played it a different yeah. way. That was a hell of a risky move. Yeah. For getting information <laughs> from the, like you said, the, the only, only person. The only guy. <laughs> possibly tell that. What if that cutoff, that's like the end of Dom's road. He's like, well, I'm a good detective, but uh, he's the only guy, and I fucking killed him on accident. Oops. Yep. You know? (laughs) I have no more leads. (laughs) He's just walking around just like kicking dirt off the floor. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) So my next note I have is uh, the, I I don't know her name, but she looks familiar from different movies. Um, The FBI agent that works with Brian. uh, Yeah. Right? Um, There was a hilarious scene when she's looking for the David Parks. And Brian is like, look through. He's like, 50 of them I went through, like, look through their cars. And Mm -hmm. she goes through and reads off all these cars. And they're, like, the dumbest fucking cars that, like, nobody would ever race in or, like, need for racing at all. There's, like, a 2001 Chevy truck. And she mentions (laughs) they're, like, Mini Coopers, which I was, like, I guess it's, like, a nod to, like, the Italian job movie that also, again, like, pop culture context came out around that time. So it's, like, kind of, but in general, like, a Mini Cooper is not a car that someone's going to, like, race in or whatever. And then she's like, or a Nissan 240s, like with a, with illegal mods. And he's like, that's the one. And she's like, how do you know? And it's like, because clearly it's the one. Like, I don't know much about cars, <laughs> but I can tell you a Nissan 240 with illegal mods is the one you should mention first. You know, like, right, what yeah. the fuck, Mini Coopers? That one is the one, man. Like, clear as day. I thought that was really funny. I've got a, a David K. Parks. He has a refurbished ice cream truck. I'm really <laughs> uh, thinking it might be this. <laughs> I really think it might be him. Oh, man. So that was, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Um, so we also get to meet in this movie uh, Giselle, played by uh, mm. Gal Gadot. Gal, is it Gadot or Godot? I don't know. You've said Gadot, and I, I've never actually looked it up. Um, I just yeah. assume uh, another little anecdote. When I was, like, in junior high, there was a girl in our class, uh, and her name was Ron Rondo, but I call her Rondot, and I got made fun of it by another friend of mine. 
because it had a T at the end and I didn't know. So I've never, I've always been like just assumed from then on out that any name that ends that way is the, the O sound, but I don't know. Okay. Is that why you call robots robos? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that got me so good. <laughs> yep, that's what I call them. But I still spell it with a T, yep. Like, also around this time, you, uh, you and your wife were thinking about going to uh, see a movie. And oh my God. Amanda was like, what do you want to see? And you're like, I don't know. I was thinking about seeing uh, iRobo. And, and she was like, what? We're going to... iRobo. What are we doing? iRobo. You know, the Will Smith movie. Ironically, that one junior high incident where I was embarrassed has led to so much more embarrassment in my adult life by always <laughs> assuming that's how those words are said. So, Well, look, you're just trying to hedge your bets. You exactly. Know? <laughs> doing the best I can here. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Godot, Godot, call it whatever you want. Okay. She's not here. She's uh, not going to listen to this. Yeah, uh, but if uh, she is listening, uh, you are welcome on the show anytime. <laughs> uh, you you just have to. Our wives uh, are not, but you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, we do require that you show up in uh, in person to record. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just a you know a, a technical level thing. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so uh, Wonder Woman shows up yes. in this movie, and um, the uh, I, I do like seeing her in this movie. She's a a, a fun character later in the series, mm, and cool. is. Um, Later on in the series, they they do kind of try to get more women on the the team mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, sometimes it's, I mean, primarily in this series, it's for eye candy purposes. But I think you have that on the the men's side as well. But um, yeah. she is a a fully capable driver later on in the series. And okay, then, cool. Uh, um, I just like her as a as an actress, but also as a, a character mm-hmm. and um, her. Uh, interactions with Han later on are, are, are really good. Um, but in this yeah. movie, she kind of um, is Braga's, uh, one of Braga's people, mm-hmm. uh, Braga being the the head uh, villain in this movie, um, whom we we don't know who that is kind of throughout the movie, but uh, Giselle is one of the people that gets the racers together, gives them mm-hmm. uh, the information on what the task is, gives them a, a GPS that all syncs together. But uh, primarily, she flirts with Dom in this movie, which is weird to me because mm-hmm. the reason his motivation in this movie is because of his previous girlfriend's death. Yeah, but so, she, she's gone, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. I, I was like of two minds. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you should be like focused on Letty, but also like if Gal Gadot, you know, rolls up to you mm-hmm. and she's like flirting with you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said. You know, you're technically single now. He he has that scene where he's inspecting the car and she comes down and she's like, what kind of girls are you into? And he describes Letty and she gets up and she's like, that's not me. And he's like, I know, and just walks away. And I was like, no, again, if she's in front of you, mm-hmm. you say, uh, you, you, you're who I am into. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. <laughs> well, I'll just describe you right now. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go back. But it's also funny because we find out later uh, I don't want to get into the spoiler for a second about who the bat, who Braga is, because you don't know who Braga yeah, is. We'll, you don't we'll see him, that. right? Yeah. But um, but she knows, like, also she knows like everything that's going down. Like she's part of the henchmen, basically uh, a henchwoman. Um, and later on, like, whenever they are basically they they do their drug run and they are um, going to be killed afterwards, and we find out that like all of the drivers are killed afterwards after, like, only one run, which seems incredibly inefficient for a business, um, he calls her, and he's like, hey, 
I'm not dead. And she's like, I know it's just business. Sorry about that. But I'm like, okay, so step back a second. She wants to fuck him before he dies. Cause she knows he's about to be murdered. That's why she's so like hardcore following him around me. Like who are you into? You want to be into me? Here's my phone number. Let's get down. Cause she's like, man, this dude is hot. I like this bald motherfucker. Look at his muscles. He's going to be dead uh-huh. in a week. I got to get on that. I want to yeah. ride this bitch. And it seemed like very like, <laughs> it's like when you, and, was, <laughs> and Dom was like, what'd Wait, you what? call me? <laughs> and he has a flashback to Letty beating the uh-huh. shit out of him. <laughs> That's why, why he couldn't go through with it. He saw Letty in his That's mind, probably, right? Because yeah. he saw all of it because he's a, a yeah. great detective. But, it uh, turned his Audi into a ninny at that exact <laughs> moment. Yeah. But I was like, man, if you step back, she is stone cold. She just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't fucking care you're going to die, but like, I want to get on mm-hmm. that while I still got the chance. So yeah. I thought that was interesting. That is a good point about the, uh, the, the racers is that, uh, yeah, m- half of them die uh, in this yeah. movie. <laughs> During the, during the street race and uh, there's never any like worry about oh we have to like reclaim the bodies or you know have yeah. some type of way to cover this up because they do have gps trackers <laughs> on them that relate back to that's funny. like some place right you think uh-huh. that the, the the cops or some other investigation uh law enforcement agency would be able to like track it back to yeah to braga or something Easy. to that effect Should be or, enough, see, yeah. hey we had two major deaths on this same general part of LA, both of them had these GPS trackers. Yeah. What's going on here? We need to have like a full on investigation of this. And they're just like, oh, well, yeah. you can just meet at this one place. We'll all be waiting there for you. Just That's hang right. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought, uh, so I, I made a note as a, uh, as a new computer programmer, I was mm-hmm. very impressed with the mapping program that someone created for them. It is the best right. GPS I've ever seen. Like right, yeah, it, it's great. It, it literally shows their cars like a little video game. Like they just showed uh-huh. up in their cars and it can like, it knows like what they look like and it gives them colors and stuff so that they can like follow them know, around yeah. or whatever. And it was like, here's your destination. I'm going to map this out. Like, again, like a video game was like counting down, like showing them where they're going to be going and everything. Uh, but I was like, man, you know, spare no expense. Th- these guys are like the one thing we got to really spend money on is good GPS. We don't want to fuck right. that up. So we need to get some good programmers in here. I, I feel sorry because yeah. they probably also died right after that. Uh, but they oh, did they some good work. Have, yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, also, we real quick, we do have a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sighting in this movie. I usually like to call out the the various Power Rangers that show up in other media, mm. but you know what? I'm not going to exclude turtles from this. Sure. So Greg Sipes voiced Michelangelo in the uh, uh, the. Nickelodeon reboot uh, in like 2013 or 14, whatever it was. Um, he is the the blonde haired white guy with the cowboy hat <laughs> that starts talking shit. He has a super high voice. Oh my god, that guy. Yeah, nice. Oh, you call that a car badge? <laughs> like it's not not very intimidating. But uh, he Absolutely. does have some uh, some uh, pretty fine ladies uh, standing around him. So yep. you know, all things considered, maybe. Maybe the high voice is the way to go. So, hey, work for uh, him, absolutely. Uh, d- tune in for next episode. I'm going to try some new shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, uh, uh, with the ladies on this, too, they, uh, this one, I think by far, because they all, again, show them, like, these, like, scantily clad women all the time. But uh, this mm-hmm. one, like, they really, like, lingered on that a lot. <laughs> a lot of different scenes. <laughs> there are a ton of chicks making out in this movie. 
uh, and yeah. lots of different scenes, <laughs> Sorry, <yeah. laughs> which I feel like maybe it was kind of that era as well. Like, uh, yeah. like, I don't know, 2008, 2009, that, that seemed to like be the thing around the internet or whatever, I guess too. But, uh, but I was like, it, I'm, I'm not complaining, I guess, but, uh, I was just like, wow, you guys are really gratuitous with it in this like, movie. Yeah. It, it definitely stood out more in my mind than it has in like previous movies. Yeah. I don't, I think, I can't remember if there were girls kissing in, in the first three movies or not. I'm sure yeah, there I don't were. Know. I can't imagine there weren't. Yeah, right. This franchise being what it is. But uh, yeah, you're right. It, it, it definitely stood out more because it just happened so often in this movie, it seemed like. But um, I don't know. I mean, maybe in the next Fast and Furious movie, uh, 9, it'll just have two dudes like fisting each other. Hey, like well, you <laughs> just making out. I'll, I'll settle for making out. That'd be a, a good you know, throw it back uh, to someone else. Um but yeah, it, 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 it was kind of comical how much it was there. Um, and I, I just saw another note I want to mention, though, outside of that, um, about their uh, GPS thing, because it's one of our favorite lines, the uh, I live my life quarter mile at the time, whatever. Yes. The GPS, when they get closer and it's just Brian and Dom now, it's like, you are now a quarter mile from your destination. And they like both look at each other. And yeah, I was like, I yes. That, yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> then they have to race. Um, and then... Um, one other thing I want to mention about the the street racing thing is that I, I think that race is like super exciting. It's like it feels uh-huh. it, it feels kind of like the the first movie, but like a more updated version of it. And I think that's a credit to Justin Lin and his his directing style because overall, like the the quality of the the film um, or the cinematography of it, I, I guess is a better word to use, mm-hmm. is that it seems more like real world. Um, yeah, start getting blind, start getting real. Yeah. Uh, and like the, it, it just seems like there's more um, grit to this movie than, yeah. you know, the the two sequels that we talked about previously. But um, I I really think Justin Lin has a very good grasp for action and the what he needs to capture on film, and then the way it needs to be edited together. Mm-hmm. Because there's no point during the action scenes in this movie where I was ever confused about who is in what car, what what they're supposed to do, what, like where in the city or where in that particular race they were supposed to be. Even mm-hmm. when it, you know, it starts out with having four cars race. And then sometimes you just focus on these first two cars and then you kind of cut back to car three or car four or something like that. It's just, I was very impressed with the, the editing yeah. in that, that sequence. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, it was probably at the forefront of my mind because we mentioned it on the previous episode where the Oscars is not, going to telecast the editing mm. uh, or the, um, cinematography. the other thing that cinematography. Yeah. Uh, and this is a great example of both. And what mm. I'm saying is we need to have this movie nominated for an Oscar retroactively. Oh, okay. For best car performance. I, I, I like that. In a movie, in a movie. <laughs> you gotta specify. Um, yeah. yeah, I had made a note actually that I, I, I and I'm surprised. I, I don't, I don't know about the cinematographer for this one, but I was surprised that Justin Lin had done three and this one, because I thought it was a, uh, marketed improvement, uh, for the look of the film. It just looks mm-hmm. better than, looks better than any other ones previously. Um, yeah. and, uh, I thought, yeah, like the, the colors, the tone, the editing, like everything was just like polished. Way, yeah. way better than the series seemed to to need, I guess, um, mm-hmm. which is great. It elevated a little bit, too, so it was cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. After the uh, the street racing thing, um, Dom ends up winning because he cheats, essentially. Yep. Um, and 
he gets the, the job of being racer, but that doesn't stop Brian from being also one of the racers, even though it's mm-hmm. supposed to be just one. Not clear on what that reasoning was, and uh, I thought about rewinding it to try to figure out why, and then it was like, nah, not, well, not worried about it. They, they bust the high-pitched dude. Um, that's so right, that's right, out. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, dude, I'm a Ninja Turtle, bro. You're yeah. like, you don't care, bitch. <laughs> I love that. Uh, some meth on you or whatever. Yeah. Brian, like, takes a bag out. He's like, oh, look what I found. And the other cop yeah. with him is very casual about that. He's like, that won't stick. And he's like, doesn't need to. Like, they just want to get him out of the, the running or whatever for a little bit. But I was like, why are you guys being so casual about this? This is why people don't <laughs> like cops, man, because you plant evidence and shit. Don't do that. That's not a good look for you guys. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I was just like, holy shit, Brian is just a <laughs> criminal mastermind. He's <laughs> fucking dirty cop. That's what it is. Yeah. You got that taste of it, like we said. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. Snapping neck, stealing money, Hell playing yeah. evidence. That's right. <laughs> um, so you had mentioned uh, Corona earlier, and one of my notes I loved is that they go to the bar to, like, afterwards, they're, like, both now racers in this thing or whatever. They're going to run for this guy. And, uh, and, Everybody there is like it's like a nice club. Everybody's like drinking like nice cocktails and stuff. And and Dom goes to the bar and he's like Corona. And I was like mm-hmm. fuck yeah, nothing. He doesn't drink anything but Corona. That's exactly right. <laughs> What's well, just so hot where he is? You know, there's nothing there better. Go. Especially when I go out and you know, have to do uh, yard work mm. on a hot summer day. Ooh. I have some Coronas or some uh, Modellos on standby. There you it's go. Just, man, this is so good, so good. So. I totally get that, right, but it would enough. be, it would be nice if he could drink a Corona like a normal human and not have to hold the bottle <laughs> right, right around the neck and just like tilt it back. It's just like such a weird way to hold a beer. But I guess maybe he doesn't want the heat from his oh. massive, super hot hands Ooh. to yep. warm the beer up or whatever. But it seems like he chugs them pretty quick. Yeah, so right. I, I don't know. <laughs> also, I guess you don't want to block the label. You know. Yeah, it's true. But, That's what it really is. And and uh, <laughs> people are intimidated enough by. Vin Diesel to be like, hey, can you can you like turn the turn the label in your hand, and uh, can just so we can get it on film? He's like, what'd you say, bitch? Oh, bitch, what'd you say, bitch? Man, there's a lot of bitches we're throwing out today. There's a lot of bitches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't really notice that, but now that you're now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, uh, he just mm-hmm. there's something his character is like there are all these like different like mannerisms that he does that are very dom or whatever, and that's like ordering a Corona <laughs> as one and like how he handles that bitch. There you go. Uh, is another. <laughs> I didn't mean to do it. I just like threw it out there because it's like in my head now. Yeah. Uh, is another. So yeah, yeah. It's way. It's way he drinks. Awesome. Um, this is the first Fast and Furious movie to use the legally designated PG thirteen one F bomb. Oh, did you catch that? No, I didn't even think about it. I didn't know this was PG thirteen. Wow. So this is after uh, Dom and Brian get in the. Um, they, they load their cars up inside that, that trailer and mm-hmm. are taken secretly to Mexico. Um, and once they get there, um, stuff goes awry. Uh, Dom, using his uh, Batman-like skills, can deduce it's going to be a double cross. So mm-hmm. he turns on the NOS, pushes in the cigarette lighter, which has a... Uh, he knows the exact seven-minute fuse on it so <laughs> yeah. the, the full scene can, can play out. Um, and then... Uh, the the car explodes and there's you know some uh some gunfire that goes off dom gets hit in the back of his shoulder the meatiest part surprised it didn't just like bounce off of his mm-hmm. uh ninja turtle like shell oh, uh, yeah. but 
yeah, so Brian gets in one of the Hummers, swings around as Dom is beating the shit out of one of the guys. And Brian says, get in the car. Dom, get in the fucking car. So F-bomb used. Interesting, Bam. yeah. First one. Oh, yeah. no, <laughs> I hadn't even paid attention. I didn't, uh, didn't even notice. Uh, yeah, but that's first good. fuck of the franchise. Uh, but it's funny. Uh, there's a lot, like, this is pretty, I don't know, like, I, I didn't notice. It's pretty hardcore for, like, a PG-13 movie. But now I'm thinking about it. It's like, yeah, they don't. I guess they don't cuss a whole lot in it, and there's like it's just like actiony. There's not a whole lot of mm-hmm. like really, not even a whole lot of blood and stuff. Like people die mm-hmm. like left and right and different car crashes and stuff. You don't really see any. Oh yeah, willy nilly. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. I didn't even like thought to like pay attention to it, but that's uh, that's actually good because a lot of these, a lot of this um, type of movie, it's like when I hear they're going to be PG-13, it's kind of like a groan, whatever. But it kind of makes sense because they want to be like a wider audience and uh honestly i liked this movie a lot and i'm really starting to dig this series for the first time but i Mm -hmm. do think that it's mostly 13 year old boys 13 to 16 year old boys that really like it probably you know so makes sense they got to see it they got to be in there so yeah (laughs) and i was i I don't recall if they use the uh the fuck word in six seven and eight but they do use it in five and i remember the character that says it and uh uh it's not really well earned, but uh, mm. it's just kind of badass in the way that it's it's used. But, okay, cool. Um, so, do you have any notes before we get to the Braga reveal that you wanted to get to? Um, God, I don't know. I don't have that actual note on here, so I can't remember. Let's see. Okay, yeah. So I have a note right before that. Dom okay. finds out that uh, Letty was part of the FBI sting or whatever. Like, right? Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. they, he, and Brian fight. And it's fucking intense. Again, like going back to that PG-13 rating, like he throws him into a lot of shit in that house and then just starts pummeling his face. Uh, And again, that's when I noticed I was like, Brian doesn't have a scratch or a bruise on him after Dom is like sitting there punching him in the face repeatedly. Uh, But it's pretty intense. And uh, and, like it kind of ends as like uh, Brian is able to get his like legs around Dom's neck for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then Dom just like fucking picks him up and drops him on his back. Like it was like it was mm-hmm. pretty pretty rough. Uh, but yeah. it was really good. I thought it was like the choreograph uh, or choreography of the fight scene was like pretty damn good. So, and uh, that scene takes place with with Mia. She's there mm-hmm. with him, and uh, it starts out at the Fast and Furious family dinner. Yeah, they brought it back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Where they pray or whatever, and then uh, and then just like blast past it again. I, I didn't notice that, but yeah, they just wanted to bring it back a little bit, show that they're doing it. It's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's one of the tropes of the the series. Yeah, they have a, a family dinner every time. So it's good. One of those one of those things. Um, okay, so let's get to the uh, the Braga reveal. Mm-hmm. So as we're going through this movie, we're trying to figure out who is Braga. They keep mentioning Braga. We've got other characters that work for Braga, like we said. We've got uh, Giselle there who is uh, uh, the liaison for Braga. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got uh, Phoenix, who is one of the, the main henchmen for Braga. And then we've got this guy named Ramon Campos, who is a... Um, he's kind of uh, Braga's right-hand man. So mm-hmm. as, uh, as, as, as we get towards the end of the movie, Brian and Dom... Um, set up something with the FBI where they're like, okay, just trust us. We're going to be able to capture Braga. We're going to get him to reveal himself because we've got some stuff that he wants. Um, was it like money or, or something mm-hmm. like that? I don't remember. Uh, they, they've got a, 
Um, they like all the drugs, like some of that from that shipment or whatever. But they, okay, okay. I, I thought that's what it was. They kept saying it was like sixty million dollars, but I think it was like drugs, and that was like street prices for it or whatever. Uh, okay. It was just like bundles of something. So yeah, yeah, I'm not um, really sure. So they meet with uh, Braga's people, and they want to finally have. They, they, they want to meet with Braga specifically, I guess I should say. And mm-hmm. all of Braga's people show up, and it's insinuated that uh, the Braga's there. He's just, like, in one of the vehicles or whatever. And they keep saying they want to meet him. Uh, so this guy gets out of the car, and this guy that we see earlier, he's, like, through kind of a door crack that um, Ramon Campos meets with, and they're having drinks or whatever. This guy in a suit, white hair. Uh, this guy shows up at this meeting, and... Uh, Brian, maybe hanging around Dom a, a little too much. I mean, he works with the FBI, but like he does an astounding amount of detective work in this mm. first nonverbal <laughs> interaction. He sees this guy, shows up in a three-piece suit, has a uh, pink tie on, and Brian goes, so uh, back in the day, did you uh, commit a lot of crimes or something to that effect wearing a pink tie? So the pink tie is what gives it away (laughs) that this guy is not Braga. And it's not like people can't, you know, grow up and uh, improve their lives and uh, develop taste and, like, style or whatever. It's just like, this guy, he must have been born with a pink tie on. There's no way anyone that's ever worn a pink tie can commit a crime. It's just, it, it doesn't make any sense. Impossible. Yeah, that guy, so, like, gets all, like, when they start to, like, say, like, you're not Braga, he gets all, like, shifty-eyed. Like, uh, oh, yeah, uh, what's going to happen now? I'm just an actor. Uh, but they, they basically pulled a, a, um, the mandolin, ma- mandarin? Yeah, the mandarin from Iron Man 3. They basically like pulled the, the bait and switch where you mm-hmm. think it's like one guy and it's another guy or whatever. But uh, yeah. I think it, yeah. So, so it ended up being um, Ramon Campos is, mm-hmm. uh, is Braga. And uh, to me, I was just like, wow, this is the most anticlimactic <laughs> reveal of all time because it's just like, it was that guy they've been taking orders from already mm-hmm. who who also he wears a lot of like silk shirts yep so they're they're <laughs> that they have no problem with there's no yeah. like confrontation later in the it's like how could you be Braga? you wear these silk shirts man <laughs> you tuck your shirt into your pants <laughs> i don't get it this is drug dealers don't do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny uh now i'm like yeah that that pokes holes in the whole thing but uh they should, they should have known, really, that he was uh, the guy the whole time. Just I Maybe based on the way he's dressed, actually. Maybe that, maybe that means he's more likely to commit crimes wearing silk shirts. I don't know. I don't, I don't wear silk shirts. I don't commit crimes. So. Yeah. Well. Well. I mean. No. Again, we you know, after we're, we're done recording this podcast, we'll we're going to have, uh, <laughs> yeah, have some ideas. I don't know, I'm going to find a tree trunk and uh, find out where some big shipments are going. I'll buy some silk shirts. Might have a job for you, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Um, well, go ahead, because I was reading a note, and I don't know what I was going to go with anymore. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so they eventually track uh, Braga down to uh, to Mexico, and they kidnap him, in a way, uh, from a church, which is probably okay. Um, and... Uh, they, they handcuff him. They, Dom and Brian are each driving back in separate cars because, mm-hmm. you know, when you want to be mostly invisible, you take two separate loud-ass, super-fast <laughs> vehicles. Yeah. Uh, Brian has Braga next to him in the car. Uh, Brian, or, uh, Braga is handcuffed, uh, I would assume, because um, mm-hmm. he doesn't gesticulate wildly with his hands. But, um, yeah, so they end up driving back 
through through a tunnel in a mountain that we see earlier in the mm-hmm. movie that uh, goes all the way through, um, and it's like hidden. There's like a, a door that raises up and comes down. And earlier in the movie, when Giselle is kind of walking them through, going through that tunnel, uh, they're all like driving super fast through through the mountain, trying to get from one end to the other before the door closes, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a big deal, and they like just barely make it. Yeah. Well, at the end of this movie, Brian just simply drives right through yeah. the door in the mountain. <laughs> no, no big deal. So. Yeah, it, was... it, it, it crumbles like it's made out of Cheez-Its. Oh, yeah, interesting. Um, mm-hmm. They, uh, I didn't actually understand that at that first scene when they showed that, and she kept being like, because it was like, you see that they're, someone's on to them, that they are, uh, like there's a heat signature that they caught, and then they're like trying to sweep the cameras, and they're like, order a helicopter, but I'm like, but you're in the mountain, like, and the helicopters seem to be on the Mexico side looking where they had been, and not yeah. not even like clear like close to where they were coming out. So I, I was really confused until you just said that they were like trying to beat the door. Like I, I assumed the guy like Phoenix in front. I I thought he just had a garage door opener, and he was just yeah, opening and closing like... it. Right? Like <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like I was so confused about like what the rush was, and they had this countdown yeah. like fifteen seconds, ten seconds, five seconds, get out of there or whatever. And I was like, yeah. but no one's really looking for you guys. Like you clearly make it out <laughs> just fine. Like you're you're yeah. in a mountain where no one can see you. And then you're out of it, and you just drive to where you're supposed to be. And so yeah, yeah, I was kind of lost on that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, good point that it's it's basically just like a a cheese at door. Uh, they yeah. can drive through pretty fa- pretty easily. But um, I thought it was weird. Like they basically just wanted to make it more exciting. That's what I kind of gathered from the first part when she was like telling them like counting it down, or whatever. Because um, I was mm-hmm. like, this is a tiny tunnel. You guys are driving really fast. It's pretty dangerous. <laughs> right. I don't I don't support this. I think if you guys and you they're, know they're, took it a little slower, it'd be fine. There are two lanes to the tunnel as yeah, well, exactly. but one of them is just like a but dead why? end. <laughs> yeah, like why even bother? Yeah, because it doing? seemed I couldn't tell. Like it didn't seem like it was supposed to be like an old mine or something. Like it seemed like like a drug runner tunnel. Like they built this thing for mm-hmm. this reason. Yeah, and I'm like, they. I'm sure they wouldn't build it like too big. They, you know, they're just big enough to get cars through. But like it's pretty windy for some reason. Like yeah. do a straight shot. I don't know. Like I don't know why they had to do it the way it was. It, again, just to make it more exciting. But it was. It was fucking yeah. exciting. And then it's fun. To, like when it comes back later on, that that's like what they're using and everything. And they do some pretty crazy stuff. Like Dom uh, is, is has to go in the other lane, and he's going to that dead end, and he has to like jump out of his car that we just found out was his dad's car again. I thought that was really cool. That like, made it an appearance yeah. again. That Letty mm-hmm. wouldn't let them trash it. She'd been building it up, and then he rebuilds the entire thing in an afternoon. Uh, mm-hmm to drive it later on. But I was like, that's cool. It's back. And then he just jumps out of it and gets into another car. And I was like, Oh, my car explodes. Yeah. yeah like it's <laughs> it is a massive explosion. <laughs> I was, I so, was sad. Cause I was like, I was so happy to see it again. I was like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Again, direct sequel to the first one. It was cool to see it back and be like, Oh, that's the, the car that meant so much to him. and like, was a big deal mm-hmm. at the end of the first one. And it's here again. And then it just like seemed like such a little fanfare that it was just gone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And it, it, it explodes so much that the mountain they're under starts to crumble. Yeah. It's like it is, it is that big. Yeah. It was just full of gas. Like every possible like combustible mm-hmm. was in that vehicle. It was as if he some. was tra- like he had a trailer with a gas thing from the beginning. Like one of those big, you know, like the actual like truck was carrying whatever. It's as mm-hmm. if he was going through that tunnel with that. Explodes everything. But uh, it's pretty rad. It looked good. He wishes that his car only exploded as much as that opening, yeah. tumbling gasoline trailer. 
<laughs> it was pretty cool. I'm down for all of it, man. It was fun. Um, so, so, yeah. So I was going to say the, the reason I bring up the, the, the tunnel thing is not only is it a cool action piece, but also it's a good example of why building the wall won't work. Hashtag fuck the wall. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, man. That's good. It's easy enough too to build a tunnel that someone can just crawl through, uh, uh-huh. let alone a tunnel under a mountain that all these people can drive through, which I don't doubt could happen and it's probably already happened or whatever. Like it seems pretty easy to do. I don't know. Like they, they did it in this movie, but it doesn't actually seem too far fetched. Also ladders. Right. <laughs> that's, that's what uh, my wife was telling me. Uh, Brandy was telling me that she heard it on the radio. Somebody, I, she heard it somewhere, but somebody said, uh, yeah, what if Mexico builds stairs on their side? Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, just walk just right back up. stairs. Yeah. And like yep. a rope on the other side. <laughs> Done. Like, <laughs> it's all so stupid. Yeah. Um, really so, uh, yeah, they get out of that tunnel. And uh, I like, too, that the uh, Phoenix was chasing them down. They have Braga in the car. Phoenix is chasing them. All of their guys that show up out of nowhere, which is pretty pretty fun, though, and all these different cars are, like, chasing them through the desert, and they get through that tunnel. But he's like, stop fucking shooting at their cars. You're going to hit the boss. And then what does he do? He fucking yep. hits that car and makes it roll over but he and over t-bones again. It. Yes, like he t-bones the car. like fucking hard. <laughs> I think it's on the passenger side too. Yeah. So it's like, oh wait, is this like a Starscream Megatron situation where Phoenix is trying to be the new boss? Oh yeah, like, no, go. he's just really no. trying to help him. Yeah, and then yeah, and then like Braga just gets out and he like shows up and he's like, I thought it was interesting. Again, like alternate ways of like the ways movies just don't go or whatever. He gets Braga out and doesn't really attempt to do anything with Brian until Brian starts to get out of the car. And then he's like, he walks back because they could have just driven off. And then he walks oh, yeah. back and he's like, oh, I'm going to shoot you now. But yeah. uh, again, ult- like I was saying, alternate alternate ways the movie could have gone. Dom starts to drive up. So, so Phoenix turns to shoot at Dom so that he can't keep driving or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, ideally, like you already have a gun on Brian. Just fucking pop him in the head real fast. Swing yeah. over to Dom. Like, that would have been such a, like, a, a shocking thing, whatever, to happen, but it never happens in movies. Or, since you're standing directly in front of Brian, and you see Dom, you turn around, and at the last second, you hop out of the way, Dom kills Brian with his car. Ooh. He wouldn't care, though. I, I was about to say it's family, but uh, I think, at that point, at least, Dom was still like, ah, fuck Brian, I mean. Well, he, <laughs> he would hit Brian with his car, and then Brian would get up his shirt t- slightly torn. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa, that was close. <laughs> But I, I do love that that didn't happen because Brian does one of the best moves I think I've ever seen in an action movie. He holds the guy's leg <laughs> so that so that Dom can run him over. <laughs> I was like, that's your move? And it works. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. And he does, he's not injured in that. Like, Dom hits him with a car while he's still holding him, but he's fine. Like, Brian's fine. Walks yeah. away. It's all yeah. good. It, it, everything, yeah. Brian is... Injured a little bit, but he just kind of leans up on the car, and Dom just waits. He waits for yeah. him. You know, he kisses Brian on the forehead. It's like it's okay, little little guy. I'm here for you. Uh, so after that, I was very shocked. Uh, you know, they have talked in this movie about um, Dom, like Brian was trying to make a deal so that Dom would get his record expunged, and then right. they he he's actually like I'm not going to run anymore, and they go to court. And I didn't know how this movie was going to end, but I loved it that he actually, like, the judge is like, I can't do that. Um, clearly, because the cop that recommended I let you go has his arm around your sister behind you right now. 
So yeah. there's no like motivation here. Right. <laughs> uh, but it was like, I liked that. I was like, Oh man, he's going to be sentenced for like, for real, like 20, 25 years to life is what they said. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. man, I didn't expect him to actually get caught in this series. I didn't know how this stuff would go throughout mm-hmm. it. Um, and then it leads to an awesome ending scene that I was totally okay. down for. Uh, awesome. Which I'm glad because like you said, like they're bringing more of the badass females into it. Mia, we've seen once in the, in the first movie that she, was drive. She also knows how to drive. She did that with Brian at one point. But in this one, she's like part of the team, and they're all like, mm-hmm. "Let's fucking break him out." And the Hispanic brothers are back, and it's like they're getting the gang back together. I wish Han was there. Uh, I was yeah. like, just in every scene you can put Han and just put him in there, right? Uh, but it was cool. Like yeah. I was like, man, I'm down for like a prison bus heist as well. I wish I could have seen yeah. it, but it was a cool, oh. cool ending. Oh, what? Yeah, it would be nice if we could see it, huh? It's what almost you- like they could. Uh- <gasps> Start the next movie out with what? that. What? Brent, you're kidding me. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I take it back that it's great. It's a great ending then. It's perfect. And this this franchise does exactly what you think it will do with this prison yeah. uh, redemption uh, thing. Okay, cool. Uh, redemption. Uh, prison, prison break. Uh-huh. Prison bus break. Yep. So Down for it. Brace yourself for that. Oh, man. Right. I'm super excited now. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, overall, uh, I, I love this movie and I'm, I'm definitely yep. going to put it back in my action movie rotation, mm-hmm. uh, especially when I want to go back and, and watch uh, one of the Fast and Furious movies. Um, it's just cool to see the, the connecting dots and the continuity held over from the first movie directly yep. to this one. Um, like we were saying, you don't need to see two and three to, uh, to watch this one. Just go directly from one to four. Again, they're in the continuity. Yep. Um, but that works and, better, uh, right? Just pick it up from there. Because then it would just be the direct sequel, so it doesn't matter if yeah. it's like mm-hmm. jumping three or like you know before three or whatever. Um, yeah, but yeah. I uh, I know that before you had told me that four was was good. I think is what you said, but like five is where you like really love it. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm glad to hear too that like revisiting it, especially in in continuity, because we're going through them all that you really liked it. Because I was watching it yeah. and I was like, I'm like now that I'm like into the series, watching it with this for this podcast and everything. Um, I was like, this is exactly what I would like as a sequel to the first one and having rewatched the the first one, kind of like you said, like I want to put that back in my rotation where mm-hmm. I you was usually only watching like gone in 60 seconds was like my main car movie from that era, especially now mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I really have like a nostalgic feel for the fast and the furious, the first one. And I'm yeah. like, man, this was cool. Um, the only thing that, that sucks is like, we keep joking about the, uh, the names of it that are hard, that the, that the Fast and the Furious and Fast and Furious. Yeah. And as a direct sequel, it makes it even worse, I feel. Like, if you if you do scrap <laughs> yeah. the other ones, it's like, oh, guys, why'd you fucking do that to me, you know? But yeah. uh, it is what it is, so. Yeah. The, yeah, they're just all over the place with the titles from this point. Yeah. Like, the next movie, <laughs> uh, the fourth movie in continuity is called Fast Five. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, was it like? six i know it's furious seven. Oh, i think it's like it just fast and furious six right they like go back to the i think the so Anderson and <laughs> and then furious seven yeah yeah and then fate uh, yeah with f and the the number eight yeah of the furious so yeah i still I, I i'm wondering how we when we get to that that one if i'll care less whatever i i don't generally like when people do that with like an eight uh you know in a mm-hmm. word to make it that that way um, and when it came out, I made fun of it a lot cause I didn't give it the series. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck fate of this? Oh, okay. Whatever. But now I'm like, maybe I kind of dig it. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, it's better than their original title for fate of the furious, which was fader's going to fate. <laughs> oh man. I, I don't know. I could, I could go with that one. Maybe that should be like a tag. Oh, okay. 
like a poster yeah. tagline. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> Fate of the Furious. Just, Vader's going to faint. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, man. Well, I am uh, super pumped for Fast Five now, so. Awesome, awesome. Well, you're in luck because we're not going to be talking about it for the next two weeks. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> we have some other stuff that we wanted to uh, to get over to. Um, but, uh, yeah, we will certainly get back to Fast Five because that's, uh, like I continually say, every day, first thing oh, I yeah. wake up, mm-hmm. I say, Fast Five is the Avengers <laughs> of the Fast and Furious franchise. And then Ooh. I go about my day. Yeah. yeah. And Brandy's mm-hmm. like, stop fucking saying that every day. Uh-huh. But and you won't. I look at her and, and I'll say, I will never do... Th- and oh. then I, I wince because she she hits me. Uh, again, she hits me. Uh, yeah. serious subject. Look, these women have been in power <laughs> for such a long time. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I might have to watch it earlier and then watch it again as we get closer to the uh, the next episode that we're going to talk about it. Because you might have to. I, I don't know that I can wait two weeks. That's a long time. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty pumped for, for sure. it. Uh, I do. I will say that uh, Amanda, my wife, hadn't watched um, two or three with me because um, I was like, they're not going to be as good, and she didn't care as much. I think she tried to watch one of them or both of them, whatever, but uh, didn't really care for them. For this one, I was going to, and then I, I had a, an afternoon where I was gonna, I wanted to start watching him, and I was like, do you care? And she was like, I don't know. I, I We both basically said that like Fast Five we're, we're excited about because you had mentioned how much you liked it, mm-hmm. um, and The Rock is coming in, and so that's always mm-hmm. fun. Uh, but specifically because the podcast, How Did This Get Made, they have Adam Scott to uh, on to discuss these movies, and they start with Fast Five. So she's yeah. going to watch that one with me. But after watching this one, now I'm like, I kind of want to show it to her. So uh, I maybe I think it would watch be a good it again. idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it picks up directly from the first one that she's seen. Yeah. Plus, you get to see you know Brian and Dom come back together and mm-hmm. uh, sets the stage for Five and Beyond. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. it'd be fun too. Like I dug it enough to uh, to watch it again. I think in the next mm-hmm. maybe I'll do that to kind of hold me over until we get to watching Fast Five. Like maybe I'll watch it with her this next weekend or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I, I'm glad. I'm, I'm surprised. I didn't know what I would really think of it. I thought it would probably be okay. Um, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't like it as much. And then fast five, like you said, had said, would like really pick it up. Um, so I watched it by myself and now I'm like surprised that I would like recommend it to her or that I think she would actually really dig it. So, um, I'll let you know, awesome. uh, everybody out there, whenever she watches yeah. it and see what she says too. So she, yeah. she won't come on the show to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely not. not. No, no, uh, no, but I'll, I'll, I can, I can say what it'll be. So yeah, you can be thought. the proxy for it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anything more uh, from you? Uh, yeah, I will say that uh, if our wives do want to come on the show, all they have to do is uh, just beat the hell out of us uh, continually. <laughs> uh, obviously, we're both cowards and weak men, and we will kowtow to their demand. I mean, I already do without the actual physical violence, so yeah. Stop being restricted. It's a stretch. Okay, so let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, do our plugs real quick before we cool. get into next week's topic. So uh, please rate and review us on your favorite spot. Favorites, fa- favorite <laughs> podcast app. <clears throat> Stephen Fisher juggles oxen. <laughs> Potato Messiah. Okay, there we go. I feel like I'm, I'm loose here. Good. Um, so in the meantime, if you have a show suggestion, question, comment. Or dogs barking. <laughs> yeah, wildly. Uh, a picture of those same dogs. Yeah. Uh, pop culture combat contender or something specific you want us to discuss. Show selfie is always good. Mm. Uh, please let us know by contacting us. You can email us at let's talk about stuff podcast 
at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LTASpod. And you can follow Steven and Letterboxd on Twitter and Inst- No, Letterboxd and Twitter. <laughs> I was reading this. You said. And then, but like the words didn't match up. Yeah, and so you put like on and the ampersand. You like switched them on and the and. Yeah. Okay. It's cool. So, People get what? it. At Stephen Fisher 22 on Letterboxd and Twitter is what I meant to say. And then follow me on Twitter and Instagram uh, and enjoy all my misspellings and whatnot Ooh. at Brent Hibbert. And uh, so next week, next week we're going to dip our toes, our collective toes, the LTAS toes, yeah. back into the pool of the MCU. Uh, we're going to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp yeah. from last year, uh, 2018. We never did a full episode on that. Um, you never saw it in theaters, right? No, I saw it on, uh, yeah, like at home. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So it is now streamable on Netflix from what I saw. So yeah. uh, you can join in. If you've never seen it, now's your chance. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're, we're going to discuss that. Yeah. And then the week after, fingers crossed, everything goes according to, uh, to plan. We're going to do Captain Marvel with co-host Gal Gadot. She's going to be yeah. here. She's going to be talking about it. Woman lit. Female superhero movies. I need to book my flight to come up there to your house then. Just because to make it easier for recording oh, no, purposes. Oh, Stephen, we're, we're coming to you. I would oh, never, uh, okay. I would never burden her with coming to Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> fly over country. <laughs> come to Houston. Sounds good, man. I don't go anywhere too. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I got an extra so, room uh, for both of you guys. It's totally cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, I only have one bed. So. Mm. Mm. That's okay. We can check. <laughs> Again, Brandy, if she listened to the show, just beat you senseless. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know there's a weird delay there, but <laughs> trying to catch up to it. Uh, so yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp from 2018. Check it out, and then uh, check out our, our next episode. So, yeah. Uh, Stephen, do you have anything else to say before we sign off today? No. Uh, I think I'm good. I'm looking forward to Ant-Man and the Wasp, but uh, more looking forward to maybe uh, to Fast Five. Uh, but yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I really dug this movie. Uh, Fast and Furious was pretty damn good, and uh, I'm still really liking this series. It's been a lot of fun. So awesome, awesome. Okay, well, uh, until next time. I'm Steven. I'm Brett. And let's talk later. Let's talk later. <laughs> Shake it out for the girl, stand in the front and shake it out for the girl, stand in the front and shake it out for the girl, stand in the front and shake it out for the girl. Let's go. Show your G stroke. Show your G stroke. Show your G stroke. Show your G stroke. Stand in the front and shake it out for the girl. I feel like I surprised you with that. You don't look at the script. No, I thought I was good this time because I usually get surprised. So I was trying to be like, he's going to say it. I got to say my name. I got to say it. I thought, yeah, I got you. I was just trying to be on top of it. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Man, okay. Well, I don't think we really had any, like, outtakes for this episode. Uh, no, I think, yeah, you, like, jumped it right into it in the beginning, too. That was good. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I think it'll be good. Depends what you how you edit, but. Yeah. Man, I'll have to put something weird at the end of it. Are you still recording? Yeah. Okay. You can do something weird right now? I guess. I feel like, I feel like. We do a lot of like like really fun or funny stuff mm-hmm. on our outtakes most of the time, but uh, I just I feel you know I feel like we just put it all in the episode this time. Yeah. So I'm just like, I want to have outtakes, but as I'm I'm gassed, you know. Yeah, I mean car pun. Oh, good one. Um, and we talked longer than we expected to. I, I would say too, but uh, 
Mm-hmm. There was a lot of good content in there. So uh, I don't know if this makes it in the outtakes. Uh, it's not gonna be funny, but uh, maybe you get a glimpse into uh, the the real world again. Again, two strangers living in a getting, house. <laughs> True story. Stop getting polite. Start getting real. You know, yeah. this is this is what it is. It's not. Uh, it's not always funny, people. No. Uh, I don't know why you're still listening to this. There's not really <laughs> a lot for you to take in. This is just two. Yeah. Mid thirties men. It's on a <laughs> on the brink of a mental and financial crisis. Uh, <laughs> And uh, even I'm a little depressed listening to it right now, so I assume anybody else listening to it is probably just like, why? Why am I still listening to it? But here you are. Here we are. Yeah. I know. We got another 20 minutes of this. Yep. <laughs> well, welcome to the outtakes. Uh, unfunny edition. Uh, He's Steven. I'm Brent. Yeah. You know, it's, that's what we got. Yeah. <laughs> so... These tuxedos are, like, getting hot. Listen, it's, like, around my neck. I think I got it too tight around my neck mm-hmm. a little bit. I, I, I tied yeah. my first bow tie, so. Oh, okay. Bow tie. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Do you, have to, do you have to look up a YouTube video? I, tie I it, did. Or? I did. Okay. Um, there's a lot of good tutorials out there, which is good. But also what's what's good is when I make my change later, I, I got a, a dress with a plunging neckline. Because uh, I heard that was good for cleavage. I don't have any, but um, I want okay. to look nice. So, so I hear you, mm. but what I heard was when you said, when I make my change later, I was thinking like a car hop has that like change belt. <laughs> uh-huh. You're like, oh, because I know you're you're working yeah. at the, uh, the drive-in uh, uh, Sonic. You know, I yeah. don't know if people are America's drive are familiar with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, yeah, America's drive-in. Yeah, you know, get there. You know, not gonna see Sonics in uh, Canada. Maybe you do. I don't know. I don't know. North American drive-in. But, yeah, maybe. Hmm. Do they have those like around the world though? I don't know. I don't know. I know they've got KFC. Hmm. I know they've got McDonald's. Let's list all of them. Um, <laughs> Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut, making it great. I heard that uh, Taco Bell tried multiple times to make a franchise in Mexico, and people mm-hmm. were like, what the fuck? And it failed every yeah. time. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And it's, it was weird how they had to build those, because they had to take all of the supplies. Even though it was like a fully legal and mm-hmm. legal operation, they still had to uh, core a, a hole through a mountain. Yep. And drive through it to get all those supplies over there. But even though it was a failed franchise opportunity for them, mm-hmm. they were able to reuse that set for this movie. So that was nice. Oh, yeah. the Yeah, the big uh, uh, Taco Bell set uh, that takes place in yeah. the movie. We probably should have mentioned that. It's <laughs> like so much of it. Because they had, you know, the, the special Tabasco shout out from... Mm-hmm. From the previous movie, the slow motion Tabasco. Yeah. yeah. So they were like, this was a big hit. We got to have a big Taco Bell set piece mm-hmm. in this. And, you know, as, as they're going through the tunnels later in the, the movie, there are several Taco Bell menus that they drive. Like mm-hmm. you have to pause it, but you yeah. can see like, so they're there. Oh, what, 
what were Chalupas selling for back in 2009? You know, it's just like a time capsule. Yeah, it's kind of fun because it, this movie looked like it wasn't that old, but in 10 years, I mean, it's been out for a long mm-hmm. time now. So um, yeah. you really get to see those those prices, um, especially it was right after the financial crisis. Yeah. You know, so uh, times were different because um, we really bounce back now. 10 yeah, years later. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, we're doing great. Yeah. We're doing great country. as a country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, and it's weird to see Vin Diesel when he was, he was still bald because as, as you know, mm. now he's like gotten super into like judges powdered wigs. Yeah. He's well, wears those all the time. I'm like, Oh, is this Andrew Jackson or is mm. this Vin Diesel? I'm still not sure. I always have to carry a, a $10 bill with me just to double check. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a weird choice at first, but now it's like grown on me, you know, mm-hmm. like I like yeah. it. So like, I can't, I couldn't imagine him without the wig. So rewatching him in this movie was you're frozen. It, 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 it took me a second. You're frozen too. Hey, Hey buddy. You sound like too. Stephen, Stephen Hawking to me right now. It's just kind of robo voiced. <laughs> is it, is it better now? Is this it is what we get for making this go, uh, this long. Froze on us finally. Took the whole episode. Well, we've got uh, another 17 minutes to go, so. Guess you're gone for good. I'm going to call you back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there we go. Get Skype pulled back up here. Okay. And then, you have a sync word? Uh, I was trying to think of one from the movie, but I can't. Let's uh, Let's go with Braga. Oh, yeah, cool. Done. Okay. Just character name. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Braga on three. One, two, three. Braga. <laughs> easy. Easy come, easy go. Will you let me go? waiting on it to get caught up there we go i think we're good cool. <laughs> all right hey so, real quick actually uh, yeah can you hear savannah's by me and her her stomach is all growly and stuff can you hear that at all uh-uh no okay i was hoping the mic wasn't picking it up but it's like it's coming through my head like i can hear it through my <laughs> headphones it's like crazy loud
Yeah, Fast and Furious, bitch. Dial it.